Oh yes, you may not know how, you may not know when, but he would do it again. If there were ever a list of favorite gospel songs, and, and by the way, you need a list of things in your life. As you grow, you need to learn to have a list. Your top five books of the Bible, your top five verses, your top five chapters. I think this song is in my top. 10 gospel songs of all time he says you may feel down and feel like god has somehow forgotten that you are faced with circumstances that you can't get through right now it seems there's no way out and you're going under but god has proven time and time again that he would take care of you Oh my God, every word of this song is uplifting. Special dedication to uh, members of the Legon Pentecostals Union between 1999 and 2006. That, that group, I mean, this was the song. This was the song. This was the song. So if you're a member of LPU in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s, Legon Pentecostals Union, a group on the University of Ghana campus. This was almost like the national anthem. God knows the things that you're going through and how you are hurting. He understands just how your life's been broken in two. He's the God of the sun, the sea. He is your father. He's the God of the sun, the stars, the sea. He is your father. He'll come. So that's the message for the morning. You may not know how, you may not know when, but he will do it again. Sing it to yourself. Sing it to somebody. Get the lyrics. Think about them. Very, very powerful. Take a look at where you are now and where you've been. Hasn't he always come through for you? He's the same now as then. Don't you know God has not changed? You may not know how, you may not know when. Oh my God. Ah. This one is not just business sense. This is life sense. Trust God. He will see you through. Look at the journey. Look at how far you've come. And look at where he's taking you. You need confidence to proceed and to progress in life. Thank you for tuning in to City Breakfast Show 628. And... Uh, Business Sense is brought to you by ADB. If you're a paid employee or salary worker, do you have a personal loan or do you need a personal loan to resolve your financial challenges? We're offering a variety of personal loans, including top-up loans at significantly reduced interest rates. You will enjoy a longer tenure of up to six years. This offer is open to non-customers as well. Visit your nearest branch or call 0302-210-210. That's 0302-210-210. ADB, the People's Bank, ADB, Truly, Agric, and more. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS.
breakfast show. It's a simple song. So many things America gave us, some of which we don't really appreciate. But when it comes to black gospel music, don't go there. Oh my God. There's the sounds of blackness, bringing time to 6.33. And this is the kind of song your mother will be singing to you when you're in school and you're struggling with your exams. It go be. It go be. Just learn. It go be. Like a friend of mine who went to do his master's abroad, then when he came back, he had lost weight. Uh, when his mother saw him, his mother couldn't recognize him. So he said, His mother was crying when he saw him. He said, What has happened to my son? So we are dedicating this song to all the mothers who have been supporting their sons and helping us to go through the difficulties of life. I want to congratulate all of them who showed. This guy yesterday was amazing. I saw your mother in law. Oh really? Oh yeah. yeah wow, wow. Oh yeah. I'm sure no, she's, she's strong. <laughs> no, let me say it that way. Your mother, you know, is, is she's very strong. Hey, Ravi. She brought some soap bolovi. They come. She has missed their own. And she came with an entourage. You know, like some people they walk. She doesn't yeah, walk alone. No, 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 she's no. flank, flank, <laughs> flank, man. So it's a cartel. So many lieutenants and commanders. You see how when President Mills died, Duncan Williams stormed the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he had like six people on his left hand. He stormed. <laughs> hey, challenge this guy. <laughs> no, 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 you're a big man. Hey, you mean she took her place by storm? Who must stop me? I was on my way. Hey, where are you going? No, 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 Charlie. To all the mamas, man, it was an amazing day. Charlie, happy birthday. They really felt, but they said they will finish that thing. They ate the ring, came, they went for shelter. When the ring finished, they came to go. They said, Feel me, feel me. We ain't going nowhere. They said, Feel me well. Feel me well. Yeah, feel me. Oh, my God. A big thank you to all our sponsors, Vev yeah. Duvernay, mm-hmm. Dano Milk, yep. and all the great, great organizations that the support it. The cool. Juice Guy, yeah. man. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, so today is the uh, 15th of May. 
we're getting into the newspaper review. I'm here with Richie Sky yep. and Godfrey. Gentlemen, thank you for joining. Hope you had a great weekend. Yes. What are the newspapers saying this morning? Well, it's politics, politics, politics. Uh, and a, a little of bit of economics. Uh, yes. More. No, not a little bit. A, a it's a major, it's a, a major announcement. Yes, yes, so yes. So there, there are those two. And also the very uh, sad one, the burial of the nine children uh, who lost their lives at Fana. That also happened over the weekend. But I'll take you to the front page of the Daily Graphic where there's a photo of a smiling John Dramani Mahama. JDM. Yes, wearing some nice political suit up, let me see that. So which, which radio station number did he get? You know, when you win those elections, uh, 98.9. I was hoping you get 97.3. What is the number? I hope Anal ran away from the race there. That's like Happy FMO. Yes, Kojobos was second. Yeah. No, no, no. But can it be called second? Bahama leads NDC again mm-hmm. charges party to focus on winning 2024 elections. Mm-hmm. First tranche IMF cash coming. Mm-hmm. Drowned school children buried. Actually. Mm-hmm. Let me take you to the final big story. It says Mahama scores a 98.9% victory to lead NDC for the fourth time in presidential election. Wow, mm. fourth time, that's a lot, man. Mm-hmm. Also, 17 NDC MPs booted out in 10 regions. Uh, Council the photographs of a number of them. Yeah, we counted 16. Oh, yeah, we'll that's right. I think there's one more. Uh, all clear for approval of Ghana's IMF bailout mm-hmm. and wager by way drowning oh, victims oh, laid to oh, rest. Tragic, oh, one, tragic oh. one. Tragic From one. From page of the Daily Guide also comes with the story on Mahama's win uh, over the weekend. Uh, now, officially, the NDC's flag bearer, big one from the Daily Guide. They also carry uh, photos of the MPs who fell over the weekend. Uh, Captain Koda chases from Pomboati over Galamse report. And residents of Wager say, complete Wager Steel Bridge now. Let me take you to the Chronicle. The big story again on John Dramani Mahama. Mahama awaits Baumia Alan or Alan with bated breath. Also, GIS officer rescues fleas from jaws of death. The story about our uh, money coming in from the IMF is also here on the front page. Mm -hmm. And something here that says, after allegedly doling out huge sums of cash to the delegates, the gay supporter loses terribly again in that unpredictable constituency. The, The front page of the Herald newspaper, NDC parliamentary side, Massively wounded at 16 MPs fall. Mm. Uh, Ghana urges stronger measures against terrorism as regional concerns grow. Mm-hmm. Let me take you to the new crusading guide scholarship scheme launched for tertiary students in Alembele. Also, 12 NDC MPs lost at primaries. Okay, their number is down by... It's, it's, it's yeah, that's right, for some reason. And then also something here that says that uh, stop the imposition of killer taxes on lottery sports betting sports betting uh, companies front page of the republic press uh, former president dramani mahama on the front page of the paper in the ndc's kitu north constituency edem agbana's victory called off a kufado resurrected uh, dead was, mahama it, was, it wasn't a victory it was a it was a draw yeah but draw. there's some indication that either the guy the other guy either pulled out said he was no longer interested or yeah. something happened okay so what it is is that the news is that he has been uh, elected because our reporters 
uh, story before we went off air was that there was going to be a rerun. Yeah, that's right. Because the two had both both of them at three fifty eight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he then issued a statement that he had won. Yeah. But last I think we need to clarify. Yeah, but because the latest update I heard this morning was that the NDC executive mm-hmm. uh, uh, is calling a meeting between yeah, Mr. because Abana he, yeah, and yes. the other. But gentleman. the candidate cannot declare himself winner. Yeah, but because they, they have to wait for the EC to declare. The EC has to declare you. You can't declare yourself winner. Yeah, that's true. That's not how it's done. I even went to a, a victory church yesterday. But that's for God. You can go to church. The glory, but that doesn't mean <laughs> true. Well, <laughs> and a big announcement, Bernard. Okay. You know Aduma? What? Who is that? We are starting the ban on noise. Ah, okay. ah, yes. Okay. Ban on drumming noise making in Accra begins May 15. Oh, okay. This Aduma. is Yes. That's, it's called Aduma. From today, know. right? Yes. I didn't know. Yes. Oh, okay. The Ghanaian Observer says Ghana gets creditors financing assurances. To unlock three billion US dollars in IMF bailout. Also, Akufuado, IMF chief, Lord um, Paris Club, um, and their move. Also, Kukubot CEO Bax Baumia says this this says for the sake of Ghana's future. And some other stories here on the front page. Let me take you to the business pages, Bernard. Ghana's economy looks fragile, says the Economy Times. That's their big story. Beauty reviews health of economy. And economists warn of looming crisis in the banking sector. The new publisher comes with the NDC uh, parliamentary and presidential election issues. NDC retains Mahama. Also, Baba uh, Sadiq wins Okaikwe Central. Uh, Otunfo back home. And ENP signs... Um, 230 million US dollar equipment financing contract with Mansoor. Finally, for me, another front page of the BNFT IMF deal skills significant roadblock. Treasury yields tips to tumble 500 BPS with IMF deal, but inflation continues to erode real returns. And on, in tourism, inbound tourist arrivals hit over 200,000 in Q1. But I've seen some data, but it will be interesting for the GTA to share with us mm. where the tourists are spending their money and how they spend the money okay. mm-hmm. now let is make it very very interesting reading for you mm. okay let me close with the inquisitor and the overseer the inquisitor okay. says this morning may 10 meeting with osp officials appear could be on show as constituents party members stop parliament to support him uh, if you go to um, the other story ramadan retains adenta ndc parliamentary slot mm-hmm. and if you go to the overseer the lead story says ndc is battle ready for 2024 Selects Mahama as flag bearer with 98.9% endorsement. Mm. Also, 17 sitting MPs booted out. Let's go online quickly. IMF likely to approve first $600 million tranche for Ghana by Wednesday. Also, pensioner bondholders have spent picketing after meeting Minister of Finance. Mahama says, I'm overwhelmed. I'm humbled by overwhelming confidence reposed in me. And then, uh, fuel price to decline in second pricing window of May, according to the COPEC. That was citynewsroom.com. I joined online. They are talking about suspected food poisoning. Mm. 22 people hospitalized after eating food at funeral. Oh, yeah, we've got to be careful where we eat. Mm. Meanwhile, Mubarak fails to derail Muntake's sixth term bid. In Akachi South, abandoned Akachi hospital buildings deteriorating. Oh. And one municipal hospital maternity unit in dire need of wheelchairs and bed sheets. These are all stories making uh, the rounds on myjoinline.com. City Business News says Ghana ready to go to IMF board following financing assurance from Paris Club. And then as, this is because IMF is optimistic that our creditors will come to an agreement. This was a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Indeed, they have come to an agreement. In fact, Bloomberg has a story that Ghana gets China-led financing assurances <coughs> to tap IMF bail out. Okay. So we'll get approval by Wednesday. That's the big story 
making the round. But so the problem, the, the slight issue that they're saying, the deal that has been given Ghana, no other country gets anything that is different. What do you mean? The, As in, the terms that have been agreed to now, led mm, by with the yeah. China and France leading, yeah. will not be varied for anybody. Well, I don't understand. The it's terms of Ghana, yes, the standard that has been set for Ghana. Ah, so terms. that will become the new. Yes, yes, because that is how China agreed to this. So this is the first. Okay, so you are saying this is just <coughs> like a, a watershed yes. for other countries other that countries. may need such help. Yes. So it means we have to study the details yes. well. Well, let's okay. let's do a, do a wrap of oh, the okay. of the NDC story. Okay, so Mahama leads again, and then Sky can do the MPs okay. uh, yes. side of things. So on the front page of the Daily Graphic, they are reporting that uh, former President Mahama is charging the party to focus on winning the 2024 elections. In a brief speech pasted on his, uh, posted on his Facebook page yesterday, uh, quote, uh, President Mahama, former President Mahama told the party and all the supporters, let us, uh, let us disagree to agree, but let us keep our collective sights firmly on the supreme objective of leading Ghana out of the abyss in which we find our country. Okay, if you go to the Finder, page 9 has um, all the photographs of the 17. Mm -hmm sitting members of parliament who um, would not have the chance of contesting for parliament again on the ticket of the NDC in 2024. Elvis Daco reporting right here from Accra says some 17 incumbent members of parliament lost their bid in the National Democratic Congress primaries to once again represent their constituencies and the party in the 2024 general elections. Now, the losers are from 10 out of the 16 mm -hmm. administrative regions. Now, the Upper, upper East region mm -hmm. recorded the highest casualties of four, followed by the Vulture region with three losses. Um, OT and Greater Accra regions recorded two casualties each. Now, the remaining six regions recorded one loser each, mm -hmm. and they are Bono East, uh, Western North, Ashanti North, and Western and Central. And if what you go to Ashanti, the photograph... Ashanti North? Um, okay. Uh. No, no, Ashanti... Is it Ashanti, Northern, and uh -huh. Western and Central? Forgive so, Ashanti me. will be the... <laughs> Setre, <laughs> yeah, no, Setre, right. Afram place. Exactly, exactly. One. Western North will be Bia, uh, I guess, Interior. Yeah, that's right. So the, basically, the Northern will be ABA Fusain. So, so they, me, got, they got 17. Yeah, that's right. So Just mention the names. Yeah, so the names are Angela Aloute. Afadato South. Yeah, Delasoa. Bando. Yeah, Thomas... Ada Dalu, uh, Honorable Al Hassan Fuseni, um, Christian. Al Hassan Fuseni of which constituency? Al Hassan Fuseni. That's the ABA Fuseni. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Honorable Christian Otute of um, Sege. Sege. Honorable Kwabena Donko, Pita Yao Kwachi Aka. Where is that? Um, Amenfi Central. Okay. Um, uh, what do you call it? Is that's where he lost to Ketia's wife. Yeah. Okay. Honorable, uh, what's the name? Abeku Krenso. That's uh, Kumfi. Um, Honorable um, Albert Alauzuga. Um, is it Chiana? Something? One of them. Uh, Wisdom Gidisu is also here. Uh, Honorable Alex. Did Wisdom Gidisu lose? Yes, that's right. That's the, in the uh, uh, OT. Um, yeah, OT. Yeah, right. what's his, uh, but they didn't add Woyome. Woyome is here. Okay. So yeah. that's the third Augustine Teria, Samson Chiragia, Sophia Karen Akuaku. Um, Edward Bauer and Honorable Wisdom Wuyume and yeah. Kojo Abuadi. I think so that's the last one. I actually happened. think the Sofia Kuaku was a confusing one because she didn't run in her constituency. Yeah, so she, she left Domi Abra Obom and went to contest in Ayawaso Central. Yeah, but lost. So technically, you mm -hmm. can't say she, she was, I don't know. But she's a sitting member of parliament. Ah, okay. So the last one you didn't know which one? Yeah, Honorable Kojo Abuadi. Of which place? Um, I, I don't remember her constituency. Let me see his face. 
it's an older an elderly person okay we'll find the details for you but those were the big stories yes well just an, an update on one then i move on to other stories mm-hmm. uh, if you go to page seven of the republic press mm-hmm. in the Ketu north race at the magbanas victory called off mm. and, um, <laughs> where are the that people doing that today, today there will be a meeting i'm sure they will know by close off today yes. what's happening there now in the mpp they also have quite a few things happening can mm-hmm. japan's campaign hits the Ashanti region. He's been meeting delegates at KNUST. Mm. Uh, that story is on page 7 of the paper and mm-hmm. they shared videos. This is at the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology. He met with delegates from the Forecom constituency mm. and other constituencies in the region. Mm-hmm. His presence at the campus was welcomed by residents of the famous Katanga Hall with Jama songs. He then moved on to the Nshasa constituency where he also met members of the party yeah, all right if you go to um the chronicle um the full the, list yeah the center spread of the paper from page eight to nine mm-hmm. they have the full list of um all the mps who have been elected uh or what do you all mean? the candidates how do i put it the all the aspirants yeah so so it has all the results okay so you yeah. can check exactly the, and now the let, let's do the economy now imf likely to approve first 600 million dollar tranche for ghana by wednesday that's a big story that came through over the weekend this is citynewsroom.com ghana expects the imf to approve a first loan tranche of 600 million dollars as soon as wednesday paving the way for disbursement within a week minister of state in the finance ministry i mean adam told reuters on sunday Ghana is seeking $3 billion from the fund to show up its battered economy. Uh-huh. On Friday, IMF Managing Director Christiana Georgieva said Ghana's official credit test had provided the necessary financing assurances for the IMF Executive Board to look at signing off on the loan. We expect a deal on Wednesday with a disbursement that's going to be $600 million as a first tranche just immediately after the approval, Adam said by phone, adding that Ghana hoped to receive the funds within a week of the board's decision so the money you no. Know, what does it mean for the citizens would they share the money to we the citizens Wait, that's where we have to do another interview to ask where the details will go <laughs> okay, so, but it's, it's good news okay. after a long struggle mm-hmm. and as godfrey was saying mm-hmm. this came off the back of a unique agreement between the two sides of the global divide now read the bloomberg story yes so ghana gets china-led financing assurances to tap imf bailout this story is by Ecodonto. And this story came on uh, May 12th. So this is a few days ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ghana clinched financing assurances from a bilateral creditors group that China and France are Mm co-chairing, paving way for the International Monetary Fund's bailout. So this was on uh, Friday. The Official Creditors Committee formally constituted Friday and its members are committed to negotiating with Ghana terms of restructuring of their claims to be finalized in a memorandum of understanding. The group said in a statement, I am a managing director, Georgieva, welcome the statement. So, um... Once the details are out, we'll yes, find uh, it and educate yes, ourselves and others. So we owe bilateral debt of $1.9 billion, a fraction of our total public liabilities of $575 billion. Mm. So we owe $53 billion, but of that, almost $2 billion is bilateral mm-hmm. at, as at the end of November. And uh, we haven't yet announced our proposed restructure of our 13 billion euro bonds. Which is the external But the bilateral and commercial um, debts mm-hmm. uh, are a very important part of of our debt but the the commercial are more serious yeah be that as is made the bilateral component we have seen an agreement between the two sides though i know the details and the rest of it let's let's stay with deals because if you go to page four of the inquisitor there's a story that says enp in 230 million dollar deal with mansoor group now the story says the african uh, mining giant engineers and planners 
um, has signed a 230 million a Caterpillar, uh, it's a million dollars, so Caterpillar mm. Equipment Financing with the Mansour Group of Dubai and Egypt. Now, mm. the list of equipment under this facility include 50 units of CAT 785, 30 units of um, CAT 77, uh, 5 units of CAT um, 992K, 20 units of CAT um, you are mentioning that thing like you, you don't you don't use excavators and caterpillars and those yeah, you mentioning that thing <laughs> like like serial numbers. <laughs> so these are I think types of yes, that equipment that they use for mining and yes. all of that. And it, it's it, this this is also good for the mining sector because you know mm. Ibrahim Hama is doing something great in that space and then also committed to the cement space. Yeah. So this thing is coming to provide some support for yeah. two two stories. One from page sixty three mm. of the Daily Graphic. Uh, mm. The nine school children who drowned in a oh, Kenua Fana, Savo Botiano, in the Gansal municipality. They have been buried. They were buried yesterday at the Botiano Cemetery after a burial service at Chokome, mm. also in the municipality. Chokome? Chokome. Okay. Chokome. The event was attended by the Greater Accra Regional Minister Henry Korte, uh, Joseph uh, Yanis Stephen, uh, who is the MC for Gansal, and the MCE for Wager Bawe, Patrick. Kumo, we also had the mm. uh, sitting MP mm-hmm. and uh, Natmo. Now, if mm-hmm. you go to page six of the Republic Press, the AMA has announced that the annual ban on drumming and noise making commences from today, mm-hmm. Monday, 15th May to Saturday, 15th June, mm. 2020. So this is within AMA? Yes, this is within. Um, Ga- this is Gamashi. Yes. Uh, the assembly, as part of measures to ensure residents and organizations within the metropolitan adhere to the information, has therefore issued guidelines in the interest of peace and harmony and national security um you know it's 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 not necessarily even gamashi i think it might be accra proper you know because teshi has lands yeah. in places I, I, we have to clarify simply has lands in places so you so, can't really but they don't do the homo at the same time, time yes that's the issue yes. so i'm not sure if it's for all we have to okay. clarify now here's a troubling one suspected food poisoning 22 hospitalized after eating food at funeral this is my journal line 22 right. people from ago farming community in Nkwanta, south of Oti. Have been hospitalized due to an alleged food poisoning. The victims are said to have suffered an acute diarrhea and other symptoms after eating at a funeral on Sunday morning. While 13 of them have been admitted to Nkwanta South Municipal Hospital, nine have been at admission at Nkwanta St. Joseph Catholic Hospital. The medical superintendent of the Nkwanta Medical Hospital, Dr. Theophilus Amwate, in an interview revealed that all the victims came with complaints of vomiting and acute diarrhea. And he told Adam News of of Brengpong Ousu that all patients are responding well to treatment. And apparently they said the victims were served food including porridge, mm-hmm. rice, banku, meat and pito. Oh, so they are not sure which combination. Sometimes it's the combination that causes the problem. It's not even the food itself. Yeah. You know. So mm-hmm. samples have been taken to the lab for examination. Okay. A team of uh, disease control management has been deployed to the community mm-hmm. for proper investigation. I just need to say that um, I think that public selling of food mm-hmm. we still need to have a conversation about it because like i'm driving somewhere and i see somebody selling wache mm-hmm. i think even that person needs a, an fda number ideally that's yes. what the regulation and that number should be even if the person has a table the, the local then assembly needs the to person should be able to put that fda barcode on their table so i can scan it and say this person standard of cooking has been approved at least in urban areas as a start because guy food cooked food yeah. is such a serious part of our economy that you cannot just allow people to sell food and then the assembly will come and just collect two cities and go mm-hmm. there has to be some proper phytosanitary supervision of what we eat mm-hmm. you know if fda is uh, sanitizing drugs advertised mm-hmm. i mean 
if you like from the place you live to here count the number of watch sellers or the no, abobo sellers you see no, there has to be some system i agree with you you know because charlie one day you can have a mass food poisoning yeah i agree with you you know so and, and, and the new trend now is um social media users influencing you know people as to where they eat and mm. where they buy things like that and and that space is also not being regulated although the fda is regulating media houses like yeah and you go to a construction site and somebody has come to set up camp and selling mm -hmm. almost 150 workers are eating imagine if something happens in that food Anyway, uh, we'll do that conversation sometime later. But mm -hmm. if you go to the new publisher, there's a story that says PNC saying that pay single mothers monthly um, stipend. You mm. know, yesterday we celebrated yeah, Mother's yeah, Day. Yeah. And <clears throat> the story in the new publisher yeah, says... <laughs> yeah, that's right. The People's mm. National Convention has bemoaned mm. the inability of key institutions to fight for the rights of children abandoned as a result of irresponsible parenting. Mm. Now, the opposition party said institutions such as the Social Welfare Department, the Juvenile Court, Legal Aid, and the Domestic Violence and Victim Support Unit mm. have uh, not been successful. It is therefore calling for the immediate scrapping of S. Gratia, uh for a monthly stipend to be given struggling mothers to support mm. them. There's a quote here that says, why are we not implementing pro-poor policies to help in assuaging the burden of women in taking care of these children since uh, the children are the future of the country. So basically the statement used to support um, women on uh, Mother's Day. And quickly Bernard, there's significant concern uh, over Ghana's banking sector mm. on the bridge of the economy times mm -hmm. saying that uh, there the could be crisis if we don't find 1.5 billion dollars by july to put into the stability fund that has been set up yeah. for banks so mr otu of the ghana amalgamated yes. five billion dollars yeah, yeah but uh, mr otu was interviewed eric otu and he says where they will, he says they will find the money from where the ghana amalgamated trustee you see i don't know maybe the imf money i don't know uh, don't forget i said to you that imf was going to front load about 250 million dollars mm -hmm. i think the world bank rather mm -hmm. to support the banks mm -hmm. let me end with this story fewer prices to decline in second pricing window yeah. of May. So this is the second consecutive decline. Mm. And this seems to be moving in line with inflation as well, which has also been falling. This is good. The Ghana, the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers is projecting a decline in the price of fuel in the second pricing window of May. COPEX projects indicates that the decline is a result of the decrease in the price of crude on the international market and and uh, stable to slightly declining forex rates. Okay. Now petrol is expected to sell at eleven point six seven CDs per liter down from the 12 cities mm -hmm. go in a statement says that uh, this will also be the same for uh, diesel which is also expected to come down slightly okay so we'll see how that pans out great news coming in there yeah meanwhile there's some cooking going on on social media there's an idea everybody is talking about it i don't know what it's all about but it will come up in social media. okay we brought some of the rest of the food from yesterday so <laughs> This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. It's a minute to seven City Business News Next, brought to you by MTN. We're forming all customers who haven't registered their SIM cards with a Ghana card that, please, oh, please, the first May is the deadline. Complete your registration with uh, the Ghana card, your GPS address, and your unique code at any MTN service center or at any MTN agent. Please register your SIM card to avoid disconnection permanently and stay connected everywhere you go. What do you do when you run out of fuel in your vehicle? Don't just stop anywhere to just fill up. No. Insist on Goyle, our Super XP Run 95 and Diesel XP are the best quality fuels on the market. Our Super XP Run 95 is a high-grade fuel sold at same price as normal fuel. And our Diesel XP is low in sulfur, making it an eco-friendly option 
for your vehicle. Goil Good Energy. Go, yeah, yeah, dear. Nashika Sisas here with the City Business News. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of the City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goyle and powered by a most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Coming up, government to receive approval for first tranche of $600 million out of the $3 billion bailout by the International Monetary Fund on Wednesday. Also, Chamber of Petroleum Consumers Ghana COPEC projected decline in the prices of fuel in the second pricing window of May 2023. To the details of our stories now, the International Monetary Fund IMF is expected to approve a first loan tranche of $600 million by Wednesday to pave way for the disbursement within a week. This was disclosed by Minister of State at the Finance Ministry, Mohamed Amin Adam. Ghana is seeking a $3 billion loan from the fund to shore up its battered economy. Ghana's official creditors have provided the necessary financing assurances for the IMF Executive Board to look at signing off on the loan, Mohamed Amin said the second tranche of $600 million is expected to be approved after a successful first review of the program sometime in November or December, with the rest dispersed in equal tranches of $360 million after semi-annual reviews. Now, an economist at GCB Capital, Courage Puti, is calling on the government to remain proactive in bringing finality to its debt restructuring processes. This comes on the back of the establishment of the official creditor committee by the Paris Club to examine the microeconomic and financial situation of Ghana. Although he believes the financial assurances by the creditor committee is a good indicator in restoring confidence in the economy, he maintains the government must remain prudent in its commitment. Here is Courage Puti speaking on the issue. The financing assurance is just one thing. It, it leads you to get board approval. But the bigger conversation ultimately stands the debt restructuring. So this does not amount to debt restructuring. It now paves the way for you to engage these creditors on an individual basis or on a collective basis or an individual basis, whatever the case may be, to agree specific terms based on their own national laws and principles. Agree specific terms with these creditors and which will all come together in their memorandum. And if you agree those terms with them, that is what you may be willing, wishing to apply to other commercial creditors. That is the uh, same treatment principle in the common framework, really. You will want to apply at least a similar term to the uh, official creditors also. And, and so that is when the bigger workers agreeing the terms to debt restructuring to the level where we could get our debt sustainability retort to the 55% level by 2028. Uh, those are the things that are pending now. After this leg is out of the way, we will now resume that difficult talk. 
That was economist Courage Boti. Now, Mr. Boti is also urging the government to implement more robust measures to sustain the momentum in the fall of the country's inflation rate. Year-on-year inflation fell for the fourth month, running to 41.2% in April 2023 from 45% in March 2023, extending the disinflation process since January 2023. Already, government has indicated a drop in the country's inflationary levels it's a good indication that the economy is bouncing back from the economic crunch. In an interview with City Business News, Courage Booty called for the implementation of pragmatic steps to sustain it as the country is not out of the woods yet. Technically, inflation at 41.2 only means that compared to last year, May, prices have increased by 41.2%. Prices have been declined. And you saw the month-on-month basis where we recorded maybe declining prices year-on-year in March. It reversed in April. So prices have been declined in particular. But what is happening is that the rate at which prices are increasing or the market is slowing down. So you will realize that if probably from maybe March to April, maybe you bought maybe a bag of water for 10 city and it would have gone to maybe 15 city within the one year period maybe now it's low down so it will increase maybe to some 13 or 14 cities but not up to the 15 city it would have been prices are still going up at slower rates than we knew before so it is until we get inflation behaving normally again falling back into the target band where you can see very predictable increases in prices going forward we are still very much in the inflationary pressure uh, even if the rate is slowing down and and I dare say that, yes, inflation is going down uh, and it will go down further from my personal projections. But there are still upside risks, which we must watch. And we need an appropriate policy stand to do that. Courage Boti is an economist speaking there. Now to some other stories. The Chamber of Petroleum Consumers, Ghana, COPEC, is projecting a decline in the prices of fuel in the second pricing window of May 2023. COPEC's prediction indicates that the decline is as a result of the decrease in the price of crude on the international market and stable to slightly decline in forex rates. Crude price has seen a decline from the mean price of $85 per barrel to $77. $6 per barrel, whilst the exchange rate has slightly decreased from a previous average of 12 cities 60 pesos to 11 cities 99 pesos. Petrol is therefore expected to be sold at 11 cities 67 pesos per liter from the current 12 cities per liter price. Now to some other stories. The Association of Small-Scale Industries has welcomed news by the Social Security and National Trust, SNIT, to extend extended coverage to self-employed Kenyans out of the 1.9 million active SNIT contributor base only 32,000, representing about 2%, are self-employed. The trust has indicated that its newly introduced self-employed enrollment drive seed is aimed at extending pension coverage to the informal sector to ensure a secured retirement for all Ghanaians. Speaking to City Business News, President of the Association of Small-Scale Industries, Alhaji Said Bawa Mumin, described the move as a step in the right direction. That's a welcome news. We have about, about 9 point something million members all over the country. And then this is one of our heads. Because normally it's very difficult. When you are strong and you are moving on your daily basis, work, you don't have any problem with it. But when you come to the age that you can no longer work, and that is where you need the support, and that is the, the pension. 
that you get something to support you and your family. That is very important. So it is something that we are all praying to get. Some of us even started it a very long time ago, but it was not popular or it was not well known. People were, our informal sector, didn't have so much time for this. They didn't know the benefits and other things. But as of now, I think we are now realizing it. We've seen that it is something that is going to help us. So if it's something that is coming into the system, then I think the, the whole association of small scale industries will welcome that idea. Alhaji Said Bawa Mumin is the president of the Association of Small Scale Miners. Now on the interbank foreign exchange markets where banks trained among themselves, the dollar gained one peswa and is selling at 10 CDs, 97 peswas. The British pound remained unchanged and is selling at 13 CDs, 73 peswas. The euro gained one peswa and is selling at 11 cities, 98 peswas. However, at some forex bureaus in the capital, the dollar is selling for 11 cities, 90 peswas, while the British pound is selling at 14 cities, 90 peswas, and the euro is going for 13 cities, 5 peswas. Let's now join Mark Jordan Sikanati of Data Bank for the latest updates on the stock market. Market activity was positive in the past week as weekly turnover obtained to 25.2 million Ghana cities from the exchange of 14.5 million shares. Five price movers were registered, comprising of two gainers and three losers. The market indices saw a week-on-week increase from the net gains, as the GSE Composite Index advanced 1.89% week-on-week to 2,721.17 points, with a year-to-date return of 11.34%, while the Data Bank Stock Index upset 0.73% week-on-week to 105.16 points, with a year-to-date loss of 0.15%. We tip Unilever Ghana and Total Energies to rise on strong demand this week, while we expect MTN Ghana to decline due to anticipated selling activity following the ex-dividend date. That was Mark Jordan Sikanati of Data Bank. And that's it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Nashika Caesar. Have a good business day. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. And if you're out there, as we always say, when it's raining in parts of the south, especially in Accra, just stay safe. If, if you don't have to go out, you can wait. And if you're driving and visibility is poor, find a nice open space, park your car, and just wait it out. Wait it out. And if you live in a flat-prone area, you, you may want to get ready because luckily it's happening in the morning and not at night because we, we do know the areas that get flooded when it rains. And we are told this morning there's a flood warning for Domi Kwabinya area. So let's be careful. And indeed, if, if the kids are on their way to school, uh, let's um, drive carefully. If they haven't left home yet, they can wait. 12 minutes past the hour of 7. This is the City Breakfast Show. 
And Kickoff is brought to you by Lesheho. For over a decade, we've been supporting the investment goals of our customers with attractive solutions. We've been a safe haven for depositors who value security as well as competitive returns. Open a fixed deposit account with us. We have 91 day, 182 day, or 365 day deposit products. Call us on 0577-707700. Lesheho, let's improve life. And Shell Fuel Save makes your car go further. Its triple action formula improves engine efficiency, prevents deposit buildup, and protects your engine from wear and corrosion. Switch to Shell Fuel Save today because extra kilometers go a long way. Kickoff is coming up shortly. And on the weekend that Arsenal ceded the title almost to Manchester City. Benjamin Ketia has that in all the details. Good morning, Ben. Good morning, Bernard. Let's get into the headlines. And Ampim Dakwan ladies to represent Ghana at the Wafu Zombie qualifiers for the CAF Women's Champions League after winning the Women's Premier League. Chelsea agreed deal to appoint former Tottenham boss Mauricio Pochettino as their new head coach. And in the NBA, the Boston Celtics are through to the Eastern Conference Finals after a blowout win in Game 7 against the Sixers. <laughs> get to the details of our stories now and Ampim Dakwa ladies will represent Ghana in the 2023 Wafu Zombie qualifiers and Ivory Coast for the CAF Women's Champions League. The regional tournament kicks off on Friday, August 18 to Sunday, September 3, 2023. The Ghana Women's Premier League champions retain their crown with a 5-3 shootout victory over Hazaka's ladies after a 1-1 draw in regulation time. Now head coach of Ampim Dakwa ladies Joe Adakwa says the club is bent on qualifying for the CAF Women's Champions League after missing out on the last edition in Morocco. Last year was our first time, and we have learned a lot from what happened over there. And now playing the uh, finals, finals against Isaac, we saw that we need a player to beef out the squad. So right now we are working on a certain player. I know we are going to get them. So we'll go with good squad so that we can play and get to the main tournament, which is uh, um, which will happen maybe in Morocco or somewhere. I don't know the actual place, but we are going to work towards that so we can get there. Joa Dakwa is head coach of Ampim Dakwa. Ladies, let's get to the MTN FA Cup. And it was semi-final action over the weekend. Kim Faisal Football Club um, did it in historic fashion, beating in Swatraman by three goals to two. Assistant coach of Kim Faisal is Gordon Ablode. He shared his joy after reaching the final. I'm very, very happy because when uh, we went to the press conference, I told them something and they've made me proud. They've made it for me because I told them when I was playing for us, a class of football, I played as a player. I won the FA Cup. I came to Kotoko as a player, as a technical man, I won. And here I'm, I am with Kinfesa too. And they've made me to the finals. So it's my prayer that we win the grand final match. And when we were about to start the ball, we told them about the match that we played. That we went down before we came against uh, Carrera. We went down before we came against the Duana. We, so we psyched them. So when it happens, we talk to them that they should remember what we told them. So they fought back and in the first half, we were leading two goals to one. So you had Gordon Abloody, he is assistant coach of Kim Faisal Football Club. In Swatraman FC, head coach Mumuni Abubakar was elated with the performance of his team despite the defeat. Uh, we couldn't make it, but as our first appearance, I think uh, even from where we are, we have made history. Only that we wanted to make it bigger and it never happened. There's time for everything. Maybe the other matches that are left, 
uh, every three bear fruits at this season. Probably it might be our season from the, from the ensuing matches. It's the same defensive errors. And it's like uh, my goalkeeper too was late to the, the second and third uh, balls. You know, that is the game of football. You look at the weakness and they see how you can work them out. So you heard uh, Mumuni Abubakar speaking there in the other game played Dreams FC. They beat Sky FC by two goals to one. Let's get to some other news and let's get on to Europe where Arsenal Football Club were thrashed at home by Brighton and Hove Albion. Arsenal manager is Mikel Arteta. He was very unhappy with his team's display. Well, in the first half, a really competitive match with a lot of interruptions with two teams that were very, very aggressive. We regained the ball in very good areas in many occasions, but we didn't capitalize. And you have to do that when you play a man-to-man game like they do. You have to do that, and we didn't. And in the second half, the moment we conceded the goal, um, we had some moments that looked like we could do that. We gave a very silly goal away, and after that, the team had no answers to, to respond to the obviously to the challenge that we had ahead of us. Is it about handling the pressure, especially City winning before against Everton? It's been handling the pressure for the last four months. So I think it's a too simple argument and that we made a big mistake on that. I think it's time to look ourselves in the mirror and um, digest what happened today. So Mikel Arteta not happy with that 3-0 uh, thrashing at the hands of Brighton. Let's get to that game between Everton and Manchester City. Everton also lost by three goals to nil to Manchester City. And City manager is Pep Guardiola. He spoke about the prospect of winning the league in their next game against Chelsea. Well, when I see Chelsea, Brighton and Brighton Forest, still have a lot of job to do. So I'm not thinking. Of course, it's, it was Fulham away and today away in between Champions League games. <laughs> it was a tricky one. Especially Everton, I was really impressed the way they handled the game against 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 Brighton. Um, but since the first minute we controlled the game, except some transitions, if you let them run with Iwobi, uh, Calvin Lewin, McNeil, but especially Dakure, is a danger one. We come from more deeper. He's so so difficult, and every corner and freak, especially corner, they are the best team in the Premier League since Sean Dyke appointment. So. It was in, in, in Burley, but he especially. It's almost a goal every time is, uh, you suffer a lot. Now let's get to the camp of Chelsea Football Club. And they uh, have improved slightly under Frank Lampard in the past couple of weeks. They picked up a 2-2 draw at the bridge against Nottingham Forest. Chelsea manager is Frank Lampard. He insists that the team is improving despite the two dropped points. Good play, some results, compete, show pride. The things you want to see all the time. It doesn't matter the opposition. For me, it doesn't matter the situation, and that starts now for Man, for Man City. You know, that has to go through the week, and uh, that's what I want to say. What pleased me was not so much the week's training, it's more the idea and what the, the plan is before the game, is that we're going to have a lot of ball in our half. So you heard Frank Lampard, Chelsea boss, speaking there. Man United also picked up a 2-0 win against Wolves at Old Trafford. Man United manager Eric Ten Hag wants his team to finish the season on a high note. Um, ask me the question about two weeks huh? but all that we now have to do is uh, get better improve uh, uh, focus on the next game win the next game and then uh, we move on uh, for the game who's going, coming after that <laughs> just said uh, decisions making decisions we uh, aware scanning situations making decisions and uh, when to go into one-on-ones or get behind 
when to go for goal, uh, when to give an extra pass or when give the assist rather than to go for own uh, success. Uh, decisions like that, that makes a good player, top player. That is the difference. Eric Ten Hag is Manchester United head coach. In some of the other results, Brentford beat West Ham 2-0. Uh, Leeds United played out a 2 or draw uh, with Newcastle United. Aston Villa also managed to beat Tottenham by two goals to one. Crystal Palace beat Bournemouth by two goals to nil. And then there was Southampton also losing uh, to Fulham by two goals to nil. Now Southampton have been relegated from the Premier League. Salisu and Kamal Dean Southampton. Today there's a game between Leicester City and Liverpool Football Club. Two more Premier League related news and Chelsea have agreed a deal to appoint Tottenham boss Mauricio Pochettino as their next head coach. The 51-year-old Argentine who is set to return to the Premier League after being sacked by Chelsea's London rival Spurs in November 2019 will take over from caretaker manager Frank Lampard at the end of the season and an announcement is expected later this week. Now Pochettino's trusted backroom staff of Jesus Perez, Tony Jimenez, Miguel D'Agostino and son Sebastiano Pochettino are all set to join him at Stamford Bridge now Pochettino will permanently succeed Graham Potter who was dismissed at the start of April after less than seven months in charge let's get to the Spanish La Liga because Barcelona they sealed their first La Liga title since 2018-2019 with four games to spare after a dominant win at home over City rivals Espanyol uh, Barca were up by three goals to nil by halftime. Robert Lewandowski scoring his 20th league goal of the season before Alejandro Balde doubled the lead. Now Lewandowski added a third before Jules Kunde uh, headed in to make it 4-0. Espanyol did reduce the deficit to Javier Puado and Joselu but remain in trouble near the bottom of the table. Barca have 85 points, 14 more than nearest rivals Real Madrid with 12 points left to play for. Now it's their first La Liga title since club legend Lionel Messi left in August 2021 and first since Xavi was appointed manager in November 2021. So congratulations to Barcelona for winning the La Liga title. Let's finish off with some basketball and the NBA playoffs still rolling along really nicely. The Boston Celtics are back in the Eastern Conference final after beating the Philadelphia 76ers. 112-88 is how that particular game ended and it was a big night for Jason Tatum dropping 51 points to go with 13 rebounds, 5 assists and 2 steals. So, big night for JT taking his team back to the Eastern Conference Final. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Inketia, the small sports at citysportsonline.com This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. This is City.
So uh, time check it's 7:31, and a couple of happy birthday greetings coming in. Uh, before we get into the birthday request, a quick one. Beyond Easter, there are travels and payments to make, and we know this at Republic Bank, and we are saying, make all your payments with our fantastic four credit cards. Enjoy great discounts from our partner merchant, cashback rewards, global concierge services, and access to over a million ATMs worldwide while you stand a chance of winning a two-day staycation at Aqua Safari. Just tap to pay, live the soft life. So tap and pay, live the soft life. We got you at Republic Bank. This promo is regulated by the NLA on the Caritas platform. Terms and conditions apply Republic Bank. We're the one for you. And at Imperial Assurance, we believe your insurance experience should be memorable. When you insure with us, you have the peace of mind to focus on what matters because we will be there for you when the unexpected occurs. We've introduced a travel insurance policy. The Imperial Travel gives you total cover for all your travels outside Ghana. Talk to us today for your insurance needs, motor, engineering, accident, marine, fire, bonds, etc. Call Imperial General on 0302788955 or 0577667436. Talk to your insurance broker. Ask about Imperial General Assurance. Solid protection. And uh, can you really call it savings or investment when all you do is keep paying charges on the account? At Bayport, we believe an investment account should make you more money. That's why our fixed deposit has been the preferred choice for most Ghanaians for the past 20 years. Convenience, peace of mind, redefined as you enjoy guaranteed maximum returns on every CD invested. Call Bayport on 0302-745-454. Bayport, your future now. All right, so a, f- a few birthdays, some very special birthdays today, uh, Sky. I mm. uh, want to say happy birthday. Okay, let me read these ones first while I, I do the ones that I, I want to do. Uh, happy birthday to the mother of the Marquesans. Indeed, you are a wife and a mother, the real homemaker. You are the home mason, carpenter, plumber, tiler, everything. Uh, you are the best I could wish for. May the good Lord bless you. You have a double blessing today as we celebrate your birthday and we salute you on Mother's Day as well. We love you, Mrs. Paulina Marquesan. 
CEO of My Choice Local Drinks, from your husband Emmanuel and the kids Kofi, Kobina, Kwesi, and Esi, to you, um, uh, Paulina McCoyson, from your your, have, your lovely husband Emmanuel. Um, Today is also a birthday of a lot of special people in my life. I want to say happy birthday to Mrs. or Madam AC Nyaso, aka Mama. Rich guy, you know Mama? Mama, yeah. Mama. Today is a birthday, Charlie. Today is Mama. Mama is just male woman for the system. She's the matriarch of all that. Thank exists. you. Thank powerful you. Thank woman. you. Thank really, you. Thank really you. Amazing woman. Raise very, very, very powerful children. I'm telling you. I'm and telling those you. that are not even within her own biological circle, I'm, I'm she's raising you, them. She's sorting me out. Before, <laughs> and I, 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 I want to appreciate her this morning Thank on you. air she's been a, a, a rock yes she's been a rock yes. in, in some difficult times for me. i'm telling yes. you so you are changing her name yes to janet wonderful one there so mama happy happy birthday to you yesterday she was at the family yeah i, I heard she had a lot of fun yesterday no, I, have, I have some pictures of her boogie <laughs> boogie <laughs> down yeah. no mama yeah. we have to pass home and you know eat some babobitani with a you know related matters oh yeah yeah yes. yeah 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 Jude is my body man. Yeah. Happy birthday to him. <laughs> body, yeah. body. Yeah, it's a me man. Happy birthday. What is that? I'm reading my news. Please. <laughs> I'm not serious. Happy birthday to Duncan. <laughs> Jude, the only problem with Jude is that he always has some weird football views. Like, Jude says, like, he, we, we call it hot takes. Jude, Jude, hot Jude, takes. Jude, Jude says, he, he, he said that Arsenal will win the league uh-huh. and that Chelsea will deliver the league for Arsenal when they meet Man City Mom. in a few days. <laughs> Charlie, I don't know how he. Yeah. I mean, and Charlie, how he thinks. How he, I, mean, I don't M- know. Mason Mount is a better yeah. footballer than Phil Foden. I don't understand. I was thinking it was the Akraka thing, but you went to Akraka, so it couldn't be Akraka. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he's his mind. Daddy, I don't know. He says that, Charlie. As now, he said Chelsea will beat Man City. Yeah, yeah that one. Deliver that, the, that one, I claim it. No, it's not him, but he said he will deliver the <laughs> but time. But that one, they need to lose some other matches. He was speaking by faith. <laughs> <laughs> my faith, my no, no, he said we will beat Man City and deliver the title to Arsenal. But, but, but on a more serious note, Bernard, I yeah. mean, what hap- what's happening to Arsenal? I mean, look, I'm, what, what, I'm mourning my... But you, see, you see, the, the, look, I have been supporting <laughs> Arsenal over the past few months, seven, six months or so. Yeah. Because you have been doing <laughs> what? I have been supporting yeah. them. Yeah. Look, when they started peaking, you know, back-to-back victories, yeah. and they were doing so well. Yeah. So I was quite sure that these guys are going to deliver the, 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 the EPL this it's time because around. because you are not a football analyst. <laughs> <laughs> because the two people sitting next to you will never say they were cocksure Arsenal is going to win. Oh, Charlie, no. Because Arsenal those three draws, they, mm. over, they actually overachieved. If you look at the squad they have yeah, the and the coach they have, they've mm. done extremely well. Look, man, think about it. Liverpool mm. lost the league to Man City on two occasions, yeah. winning our last 15 games. That's right. We lost by a point. Yeah. And I can say Liverpool has made more investment than Arsenal. In terms of the depth of the squad. And yet City could not be appended. City is becoming like the Alex Ferguson, uh, Man U, in terms of back-to-back victories. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they have a lot of good players. They have a great coach. They just don't have the... the, the they don't have the, the support base mm-hmm. to match the level of dominance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But trust me, a lot of kids are liking their players. Yeah. So in the next few work. years, you have if they get a Ghanaian to play in that team, it's a big deal. Or a, a significant African player, mm-hmm. you will see a lot of 
Africans will start supporting that team. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. Arsenal with Nwanku Okano, mm -hmm. you know, Chelsea, Chelsea with Michaelisian, Didier Drogba, Drogba you know. So those things make, so if, I, I, I don't know, but if there's a significant African player like Yaya Toure mm -hmm. in that team, you will see that a lot of people will start supporting them. Wow. Yeah. wow. So City, and the City has too much money. Yeah, the, I, I can't they, Sometimes they have like $250 million on the bench. <laughs> that's another money I'm giving in the cooler, mm -hmm. and this is oil money. It's the nature of the oh world. my it's word. Italian. No, but I mean, no, it's, no, my it's, condolences it's, it's to them. Oh, should I say condolences or sympathy? It's, it's, it's what? money, oil money to yeah. us now, but the league hasn't ended. Is it, is it oil money? Yes, yes. oil investment. Is it the it's Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi. money? Yeah. Yes, so, Abu Dhabi. so that was the difference between the people who support us now and the people who support City in terms of the finances. Arsenal is Emirates, Emirates yes, yeah, right. so Emirates is Dubai. Yes. Yeah. Then city is Etihad. 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 Etihad is Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. It's virtually from the same country. Yeah, but it's all oil, is it? Yes. So, so PSG is what? PSG is the Qataris. PSG are owned by. Ah, that's Qataris. a different state. Yes. QSI. So who has more money? All of them. All of them. So no, just let me just so man, so man, you the person who is going to buy man, you is it from that right now? Is Qatari, but it looks like it's Sir Jim Ratcliffe. Okay, but who owns Newcastle now? The Saudi. 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 Hey, that's so, oil money. So, so, wait, so, so Abu Dubai is in Arsenal, Emirates. They yeah, built a stadium. Yeah, yeah, Etihad is Man City. Man City they also yes. built in them a stadium. Yes. Then Qatar, PSG. So Qatar is it the state of Qatar? Well, so, well it's an investment. It's an arm. investment arm. Um, yes. So they own PSG. They own PSG. Then Newcastle, which we are told is the richest club in the world now, mm. is by Saudi. Saudis. So this is the Saudi royal family's investment. Also an investment. Also arm. an investment arm. Hey. And man, you're going to get the, the well, that one. Man, you're getting Jim Ratcliffe. You'll get Sir Jim Ratcliffe. Uh, okay. if, if go, I, I thought they said some uh, guys from the golf academy. Sheikh Jassim. Yes. So, okay. so Sheikh Jassim has shown interest, mm. okay. but it looks like the offer that Sir Jim Ratcliffe has thrown at the at the owners of United. That's what they like because, because he keeps them on because he it, it gives them twenty percent stake. Oh, while okay. while Sheikh Jassim wants to buy the club outright and kick them out. Okay. You understand. So, commiserations to us now. Oh, but why commiserations? <laughs> has the league ended? The league has oh, ended. No, wait, it's over. Later, you and I know. You even predicted this thing. You predicted this thing like three so weeks over. ago that the league is over because Arsenal yeah. blew the league ten yeah. leagues. So we've already said it. So don't make it look like. Has the don't give them false hope. I'm not. No. <laughs> if Arsenal fans listen to me and get hope, no. then Charles Owen. Have the matches no. been played? Arsenal has secured no. second position. We know the mathematical permutation. Oh, the league is over. Until those permutations come to pass, no. The league is over. Ah, okay. The league is over. They say, "Abi, if Useni says that word, is that the technical that will grow into anything?" You know, I actually was thinking that. What's that, guys? You know, I thought Abi's quotes were. Some of them were made up until somebody <laughs> sent me a video. <laughs> somebody sent me a video. If I'm going to give the audio to Godfrey, Charlie Godfrey. So apparently, a lot of the ABF was saying things. And by the way, by the way, listeners, today this is our show. We'll speak to the Minister of State and the Finance Ministry quickly mm -hmm. on the IMF deal. That's around eight, yeah. just to secure the context for that. But today, the main discussion is around the top pickout from the NDC. Mm -hmm. Uh, primaries. So I'm going to ask each of my panelists for their big three takeaways. Mm -hmm. Their big three takeaways from the um, from the NDC uh, primaries. So please think about that. Your big three takeaways. Mm -hmm. I wanted to prepare um, what do you call it? The ABA audio ABA. for you. <laughs> Charlie, ABC was still. 
some of the things that he said to have said i thought they were joking but he actually did say them is that when you are contracted as a nanny to go and take care of a child you know mm -hmm. while on the way you don't ask whether what the name of the child was yes yeah because when you get to the house you know a man who is defeated in 50 camps are, by a pregnant woman at the market square has no reputation left to protect. <laughs> <laughs> a lot too. A lot. <laughs> you know, you you know you have this guy, you have proverbs. But I think even you will see that ABA is on a different level. Because like you know, you you there you are good. But you, you know, but ABA, you see what makes ABA serious is that the way is able to translate from the Dabani to English. <laughs> you see, because the sky's proverb comes in heaven. <laughs> So he usually says it in everything he translates. Yeah. But ABA on the cap. <laughs> so then he will just go straight into the English translation. Which means he thinks in his head in the Dagbani and he yeah. quickly converts the thing to English. Is it serious? You don't ask if the roof is still standing. <laughs> Later, they say when you see a house bed. <laughs> no, Charlie. No, oh, but this is, this is serious. This is serious. That more wisdom. Serious, serious, serious. Straight from there. Is that what the you royal see? house. When you see a pregnant goat in the market, there's a, there's a pregnant problem at home. <laughs> because who will sell a pregnant goat? <laughs> so, if somebody can be desperate enough to sell a pregnant goat, it means that the problem at home. Matter day house, Charlie. No, no, if no, ABF was saying, you know, and let me just say, we are not doing this because we are happy he's lost. No, no, I, I, I think people should, uh, the media fascination with ABF Husseini is in the way he's able to flow. Yeah, yeah that's right. You know, I, you know, it's a rich part of our culture God. that is no longer my God. prominence like that. My God. You know, so yeah. it's, it's great to have folks like that. No, and, and, you know, because you read about, you know, the, the, the Nigerian writer. Yeah, these guys. That's where you get a lot of your Nigerian proverbs. Exactly. Actually, ABA, imagine if ABA was an, a writer who wrote from a Dagbon perspective, like from nothing. Mm -hmm. The richness of the proverbs. Exactly. Oh exactly. my God. He should be a writer. Oh, yeah. yeah Maybe I'm, now that he's lost. He yeah. should well Nana read them. We'll call him and let's do a book on yeah contracting the ABA pro I think I'll, if, if ABA presented did a book on proverbs, I'll mm -hmm. buy it. Yes. Yeah. And then he will give the so every proverb you give a context, okay. This proverb, this is the reason mm -hmm. or this is how they came by. How you use it ah, in every day use and all of that. Because these days we don't see that a lot. Because proverbs actually speak deeply about the problem. Yes, that's true. And when you go home and you listen it's to yourself... It's called condensed wisdom that you must distill. Yes, yeah. So when you... It, it has a lot of wisdom, but it's in a yeah, very concise... So you yeah. now have to extract and you know. see the various layers. No, he said the Yodesi. No, please listen, listen to this one. It's very powerful. Listen to it. So don't... That's why I say don't, don't be in a hurry to count your, your chickens before the eggs hatch. Because you could be mistaken. To count eggs as chicken. If a lion is found of patronize in the marketplace, they will treat it like a puppy. Yeah. So don't count your chickens before the eggs hatch. When the horse joins the race, the donkey will be seen as the ass that it is to smoke the dust of the horse. <laughs> but when an elder is in the house, the grain will not be allowed to be soaked by the rain. So a man who has died in the market, you don't need to announce his funeral. <laughs> They're saying that you must first have head before you can chew corn. I see first you have to chase away the hyena before you blame the goat. It is important to put it.
it's been said, uh, you don't show an indigenous the way to his house. Mm. And so, uh, the testicle that will degenerate into Hania, it will be spotted from the very first day it descends. For everything that in the country has gone up except the height of the president. Because our people say it is the mischief of the mosquito that enables the ordinary citizen to slap the chief. Yeah. And a lie is like a pregnancy. The older it grows, the more exposed it becomes. So when you send your son to the year after, he will return, he may not recognize him. Thank you so much. Honor. So the man who is supposed to do his nightly duties, okay. when he fails, he lays the blame on errant mosquitoes. Uh, if you bring an infested firewood to your house, you don't complain if you are visited by lizards. If you see a pregnant goat in the market, it means there's a pregnant problem in the house. Even though the bird flies in the air, its funeral is performed on the ground. You will not see a guinea fowl flying and its offspring will be walking. <laughs> Yo! Oh my god, seven forty seven. Even though the bed flies in the air, you still do his funeral in the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one makes it for you? <laughs> All of them. The testicle the it is only the mischief of mosquitoes that will make a nice slap the mosquito has landed on I want to slap the man who cannot perform his lightly duty blames it on the iron mosquitoes oh ABF Hussein is amazing he will be missed in parliament yeah he will yeah, because and even in um, interviews. Yeah, that's right. Of course, he can still be interviewed. Just that the capacity of just yeah. talking to a former MP is not yeah. the same as speaking to an MP of a Sagnerigo. And he lost. I mean, big. Yeah, that's right. You know, so much uh, happening in that constituency. Mm -hmm. um, I, I put it down to you know resources and then mm -hmm. also uh, quite a number of other things, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> youthful demands and, mm -hmm. and all of these things. And perhaps uh, that would also mean that we need to have a lot of conversation mm -hmm. around the issue of, yeah. uh, you know, the role of cash, mm -hmm. and then also the question of uh, what an MP is really to do, mm -hmm. and um, mm -hmm. whether the expectations are realistic. Exactly. Whether the, right. and and also it is also sometimes stems from the fact that MPs or aspiring MPs go about promising all kinds of things, mm -hmm. because you do not have the resources or the capacity to do that. You are mm -hmm. in trouble. Okay. Yeah. We'll come back to this shortly. Your big takeaways from the NDC primaries. Uh, just a few more re quick requests before we get into this. Happy 50th birthday to Mrs. Mavis Kuma, head of Woodin Operations Ghana. Long life, grace, and peace to you. May God bless and increase you in every way. From, from Ebenezer Tekpete and the Woodin retail team. Another one coming in. Uh, to the chase, Wendy and the husband, it's your 13th uh, wedding anniversary. We thank God for bringing you this far. Looking forward to another 13 plus years of divine bliss. This is from David, or this is to David and Wendy. Che. There's one here coming in. Um, it's coming in from Selikem, Sika, Fafali, and the whole family. It's going mm. out to Mrs. Bridget, Mawena, Antonio mm. Kujawu. We wish you good health, long life, and uh, greater prosperity. God bless you for being uh, our way mama. And it's happy birthday message going out to you, Mrs. Bridget, Mawena, um, Antonio Kujawu. Mm. 
All right, uh, Nathan, give me a quick couple of in- announcements. Yes, um, the good people at uh, the Nobel um, International Business School, NIPS, is saying that people should come and sign up for the doctorate program in business admin and leadership. The program will transform you into a practitioner scholar who merges theory and practice for evidence-based decision-making mm. and leadership. You can mm. enroll now by calling Isaac on 0266-822-310 or visit nips.edu.gh. <laughs> Now, your shop needs blue pay. That's what you need to close a sale. You know, you mm. don't want to have an issue where people have paid, they've sent you mobile money, and yet you mm. are yet to receive the money. So call or WhatsApp 0547 220 or visit bluepay.com.gh and register mm. to get blue pay for your business today. Blue pay mm. never miss a sale. Mm. Now, we all want a bank that understands and puts our financial needs first. And Zenith Bank is that bank of choice. They've got great products for you. So it doesn't matter what you do. If you're a corporate worker, you're an entrepreneur, student, or, or salaried worker, or a pensioner, talk to Zenith Bank on 0302-680-884-086370 or send them an email, info at zenithbank.com.g. Zenith Bank in your best interest. Now everybody's looking for that one thing that will help them perform well and your car needs the same thing. That's why you need to give your car Shell mm-hmm. Helix Engine Oil Lubricant Moon Koswahini. And it doesn't matter where you are, if you're on the open road or in traffic, Shell Helix will keep your engine running smoothly. Visit your local Shell station today and experience the difference for yourself. There are more proverbs coming in, some of which I'm not sure are from ABA. So for example, there's one that I just saw about to bite you don't ask whether it is female or male people are making these things up now <laughs> you know people are making these because at that point it's irrelevant whether it's male or female the yeah. question is whether it's a snake and it's poisonous for that matter yeah but it looks like some of the things are not even ABA quotes but people are adding all of just that just like Mugabe the people were yeah Mugabe, Mugabe quotes oh yeah <clears throat> yeah here's another quick birthday greeting coming in like to wish one of the most humble yet go oriented human beings I've ever known, Emmanuel Latte, the NSS Dep- District Director for Bone Katamanso, a happy birthday. May the good Lord remember him, induces him from God Sintenge to Emmanuel Latte. Charlie, when the a pregnant when you see a pregnant goat in the market, you know, I didn't actually think about it. I actually thought he just meant seeing the goat in the market mm. but that's why he's saying when somebody is selling yes a pregnant goat. a pregnant goat yes. because you don't sell a goat that's pregnant yeah that's right it's because you want the goats to deliver yes twins or whatever they mm-hmm. will have many kids and mm-hmm. then you then decide to sell it mm-hmm. so if somebody's selling a pregnant goat then there's a serious matter <laughs> no that's deep, that's deep, it's deep there's a pregnant problem in the house yes <laughs> There's a problem that's about to deliver. That if you don't sell the good, the problem will deliver. You can't handle it. <laughs> no, ABA is amazing. <clears throat> amazing. All right, let me start with Sky. What What are your top? Okay, no, let me start with Godfrey. Yeah, I haven't heard you. I haven't heard you on this. Sky's for the weekend. So, so uh, the the big stories are, of course, Mama won 98.9 percent. Kobnado four withdrew the day before. So it was really a matter of how much, how many votes Mama will get. Then there are six, six, seventeen MPs that lost. Those are the 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 main top lines. But if I pushed you to tell me your top three takeaways from the NDC primaries, what what would it be? The uh, first miscalculation one. Miscalculation. Okay. Yes. Um, I like the choice of word miscalculation. Yes, um, I think that. Mm. Um, uh, I was surprised when he announced that he was going to contest. Oh, even the contesting? Yes, is, uh, okay. everything. 
Okay. I'm starting from there. I was surprised when he decided to contest this mm. particular election, knowing mm. um, the groundswell of support that the former president, General Mani Mahama, had built. Um, and also with the fact that the NDC saw an opportunity to win an election. Mm. And they felt that the best candidate, if you had an ear to the ground, mm-hmm. or the you know, was uh, the former president. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit surprising when he decided to contest the candidate. So the first question I asked myself was, who did he talk to within the party? What was the quality of his consultation? What was the quality of the consultation? Mm-hmm. Um, considering um, the resources that he had at his disposal, he mm-hmm. could solicit for the best kind of consultation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I asked myself, who spoke to this person? You know, and what did they tell him? Hmm. The second question I asked myself was, or he needs this as a bargaining tool because there could also be that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. perhaps at a point, maybe this would wear off once the bargain had been struck. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you thought it, some people w- may have thought it was an initial sort of dipstick <clears throat> test the waters what type is, of yes. thing to see whether they would call him and talk to him. Yes. Now that didn't happen. It <clears throat> went on. Kept going. The second miscalculation I've was the issue that happened last week uh-huh. where we ended up in court. There was an injunction. Again, if you looked at the build-up to what was coming mm. uh, on Saturday, mm-hmm. um, that kind of suit, yes, democratic society and all, but as a candidate who already yeah. had significant disadvantages yeah. with the delegates, you were not going to enamor yourself with yeah. that kind of action. So again, mm. I asked myself, who was advising Dr. Dufour? So it's massive like, miscalculation. It's almost like he's, he's, he's lowered his stature in the party. Exactly, because normally that. when you enter these races, you leave it with certain advantages. Mm-hmm. Either you, you get yourself a higher position mm-hmm. in the party, or your relevance is elevated within the party. Something. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I, I look at Dr. Dufour's entry into this and I see somebody who perhaps has killed his political career completely with mm. this, unless he decides to start his own political party. Now, mm. backing off at the last minute and stepping down will mm. not change mm. how people feel about it because it was quite obvious that he was not going to make the numbers mm-hmm. and he wasn't going to be formidable enough to be considered, mm-hmm. which is why, again, I asked myself, what was the quality, what of, was consultation the quality of consultation that advised a person of that stature yes. to take such an action? <clears throat> yeah. And why was he not looking for why was he not brokering something let me okay. let me ask you a question what you go, should you only enter a race if you know you will win can't you enter a race knowing that you are possibly going to lose but you want to make a statement depends on what kind of statement you want to make mm-hmm. again i i look at the before campaign and i did not get any statement that was being made mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. did not get it which is what i'm saying there was no overriding message that would tell you that okay i'm entering this to upset mm-hmm. the established group. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I look at the entire endeavor as a miscalculation from point A to point B. A series of miscalculations. Yes, and I, I think that he, he will sit down, analyze this, and realize that perhaps he did not get the best of advice politically. If people said he has more <clears throat> name, name recognition, more visibility, is it? Is it, is it He's is, always had that. Has it been enhanced? No. <clears throat> So you don't even think his reputation has been enhanced no, in the, I don't in the eyes it, of the general public by this? No. No. No, 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 no. 
because this was this was a political enterprise. Mm. Okay, and mm. he, the, I'm sorry, but he showed significant political naivete. When you put the whole decision and then you add the last minute things that happen together, yes. So that's so your first takeout is the series yeah, of miscalculations by there. And I think it's something that will be looked at years to come. As a side issue, before you go to your point too, two, yeah. will Kojo say his reputation has been enhanced by this? Now he, his situation is different. Yeah. From Doctor Dufour's. Yeah. He stuck it out. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you look at how he stuck it out and how he went about this. His reputation and his standing within the party is not diminished. Mm. Mm. Okay, mm. because he went to the status quo. I'm contesting. He said, yeah. I've lost. Thank you very much." Yeah. Okay. In fact, he considered before the thing even ended. You know, so his situation is a bit different. So, so he probably either maintain. He probably even enhances popularity in a way because yeah. more people yeah. know him know now. Him now. Now there is what I'm saying. The uh, first miscalculated was if you looked at former president Mahama going mm. up against him in the way he did was basically deciding to go up against the institution of the NDC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, I think that he misread that. Then um there was the his cabinet before junior also yeah. entering the parliamentaries against his uncle. Yeah. I, I still am not clear whether Dr. Adomako is Dr. Dufour's brother or his cousin. We need to clarify you know, that. You know you are can't you confuse us. Yeah. Or see you mean yeah, then we go and find out his father's his mother's yes. son or something. But they are brothers. <laughs> yeah, that's they are blood. They are related. That's what yes, they are blood. You know, Asantis, is, is there was also that um a, a very strong showing from Dufourgini, I must admit. I was surprised. Yeah, how close it was. Some, how yeah. close it was. But allowed him going up against his uncle split numbers <laughs> and yeah. allowed a third party to go through yeah, they had, yeah. yes otherwise I'd, if Dufour Jr. was not there or Dr. Adma Kumesa was not there if it was Dufour Jr. versus Hajia Dufour would have won yeah. if it was Dr. Adma Kumesa yeah. versus Hajia because Adma the incumbent was, MP uh, you know he would have won but the two of them so again I add it to the Dufour miscalculation so but that's still part one that's but that's part, part one B B okay <laughs> then I go to the second one and no but hold on with that on part one okay. B I mean, I'm fascinated by it, and I don't know before Junior that well, but for somebody who we know schooled in different parts of the country, went abroad, I'm not sure of his frequency of visits to the constituency. And I don't know if Sechira Franklin is so far from Kumasi. So I stand to be corrected here. But it's it's seen like a constituency that's not within the heart of Kumasi, so it's a bit out in outskirts. Yes, yeah. I'm not sure how often he frequents there. To even get the number of votes he got, for somebody who is not seen, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure of his political skills. I've, yes. I've interacted with him. I'm not sure of his political skills necessarily. Probably his finance or banking skills. So I, it's, doesn't it say something about our politics that, look, it's possible to go and make an inroad in if you have I a am, big name. Am, I, yeah, because, I'm, I mean, it's a, it's basically, it was it's a the, legacy name. It's a, yes, it's a the, name. The area. So it wasn't even like, he had to do anything. Yes, it's a legacy name in the area. Th- and does that tend to happen? Because we're told that in Ashanti, for example, there are some MPs in MPP. So they'll say, oh, this girl is the daughter of this man. There's yes. a lot of that in our yes. politics. So like, yes. this guy is the son of this man. Yes. And because of he's the son of this person, they use that to win, even though yes. they may not even necessarily say anything it, different. Yes, it does happen a lot. I mean, this is the country where we hand over uh, electoral seats to widows and widowers. Mm, mm. so it shouldn't be surprising shouldn't all right be surprising. so I'll, I'll take a pause on your point one do take social media trends and take the final two points later on i'll speak to uh dr amin on the imf 
deal that is all but brokered. And then we would also take your views on the biggest takeouts from the NDC primaries for the weekend. A city breakfast show, uh, tech and social media trends brought to us by Vodafone. Exciting news. Vodafone Cash now allows payments to all merchants' numbers on other networks. Remember how frustrating it was when you couldn't do this because Vodafone Cash was not acceptable to merchant numbers on other networks? Well, you can now relax and make payments to merchants on all networks. Dial star 110 hash. Select option 1 to send money. Option 2 to other networks and fill the prompts and send the money. Experience the ease of transacting on Vodafone Cash. Use Vodafone Cash today. Segment is also brought to you by FBN Bank. You first in celebration of motherhood. FBN Bank invites you, uh, female entrepreneurs and professionals, to sign up for the first gem account designed for women age 18 and above. If you prefer a personal savings or current first gem account, either you look to open a first gem entrepreneur account. Either way, we've got you covered. Enjoy the many attractive and exciting benefits when you open the FBN Bank First Gem account. Call 059-6921-921. That's 059-6921-921. Or visit any FBN branch or go to fbnbankghana.com. FBN Bank, you first. So Nathan will run us through tech and social media trends. Nathan, thanks again. What yeah. are the, the big ones? Well, uh, interesting trends. Guinness World Record is trending. Mm. Charles Okocha and Rooting for Hilda Bassi and Hashtag Hilda Bassi. Mm. All of them are trending. They are all related to uh, Hilda Bassi's attempt to break the Guinness World Record for the most time spent cooking. Okay. Mm. Now, for a bit of uh, context, the previous record was held by an Indian cook named Lata Tondon. Lata mm. Tondon. She, cooking, her record was... What? Um, just food, really. <laughs> she she had um, uh, the record previously. It was I think what eighty seven hours, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes, and now it looks like are people eating it as it's being cooked, I, or they are cooking just for sure. <laughs> I think. Uh, so people are eating as it's being cooked. Yes. So so so, so she won't, she won't sleep. She will just be cooking. No, she's been so so Hilda Bassi has been on. So for four while. days for no of just cooking. Yes, from Thursday, four p.m. on Thursday. That's when she started, and she's been cooking. She only gets about five minutes breaks or so every hour. So hey. she's on there and all of the so people are cheering on child. So Kocha, the famous social media personality, wow. all there just giving her hype and all, all of those things. So that's happening. I, I there are some people saying she's broken the record. We just have to verify. Mm, okay. Other things trending. ABA Fuseni is trending. Giddy, Mahama giddy, giddy, is trending. Giddy, giddy, giddy. You know, all of that from the NDC's um, parliamentary primaries from over the weekend. There are some basketball elements in the trend. Harden, 76ers, Embiid and all. Uh, to some tech news. And um, interesting thing coming in. Now, th- there's a bit of a debate whether social media face altering feet- uh, feet- uh, filters should be regulated. Now, there's people who think yes, others think no. Now, the app at the center of this is an app called... Um, Facetune. Now, Facetune launched a version for um, the, a, a version of the app that allowed people to alter their look mm-hmm. on social. So the the, mm. the 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 images are cleaned up, mm. all of that, and people are wondering whether there should be some regulation mm. to that, whether or not it's the true reflection of people's images. Mm. You know, so so mm. in terms of social media use. So that's a bit of the conversation on uh, the so the tech side, really, mm-hmm. on our tech and social media trends this morning. Five minutes past eight, Tech and Show Media Trends with Nathan Kwao. I'm up here in the studio. Yeah, yeah. Jamaica. Senegal, where you at?
unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Still on the City Breakfast Show, quick information. La Bianca has introduced Akuko Tasty. Yeah, 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 yeah. At uh, locally produced, locally bred and slaughtered chicken, frozen chicken. Freshly portioned, available from the La Bianca stores. Yeah. For your fresh quality frozen foods, contact La Bianca at the Fish and Harbor, Tema Newtown Road, opposite the NIB Bank. Call 0505 La Bianca, your number one frozen foods company. In life, you always have to insist on the best, and when you find it, you stick to it. Bell Pack Paper Tissue is one of those best things in life. You have two that are soft, but not weak, strong, but not hard. Just perfect. And Bell Pack Tissue is gentle and smooth on the skin. Same for Bell Pack Kitchen Towel. It cleans in one wipe. One Bell Pack last and saves you money. Switch to Bell Pack today and experience the perfect paper tissue. Whether it's pocket tissue, table napkin, toilet roll, or kitchen roll, Bell Pack is simply the best. Bell Pack, just perfect. Call uh, Bell Pack to distribute 0551-144-400. That's 0551-144-400. This is another quality product from Bell Aqua. Well, well, the Ghana Revenue Authority is reminding all withholding tax agents, including VAT withholding agents appointed by the Commissioner General, that withholding taxes must be paid to the Domestic Tax Revenue Division of the GRA by the 15th of every month. Withholding taxes for April 2023 will therefore be due by Monday, May 15th, 2023. Note that if you don't pay your tax by the due date, it attracts an interest of 125% of the statutory rate compounded monthly on the outstanding tax. You can get in touch with the GRA on 0552-990-000 or 0200-631-664. Alright, so uh, let's uh, come back to the discussion on the NDC. <clears throat> 16 or 17 members of parliament 
lost their seats and in the context of things we don't know whether that's big this guy was calculating about 10 percent yeah that's around 11 percent yeah because it's 137 136 yeah. mps right yeah that's right so if you look at it because i, I i'm understanding that some mps have decided that they won't seek re-election for their own constituencies so you, those ones are, they are uh, out. okay uh -huh. but these ones went in and lost and lost so have, if you have all, the, have all the 275 seats been held no, 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 a number of them, you know, for Ayawasu, uh, Westward Gone, for instance, they didn't hold there. Um, so, yeah. So, there are some that are outstanding. There are some <clears throat> that are still outstanding. Yes. Okay. So, Godfrey, you said your first point <coughs> was the Dufour miscalculation. What else was the top of the lineup for you in that program? We, we need to have a conversation about <clears throat> the EC's role in public elections and payments. Mm. Um, I, I think, you know, on Friday, I asked you a question. What happens to the election if the NDC, at the time that the EC said they would not supervise the election, mm. if the, the NDC statutorily needed the EC to run the election? Mm -hmm. And you explain that practically it, it is the only thing you can do mm -hmm. because it's not possible. Mm -hmm. Now, do we agree that these elections are public interest elections? Oh, yes, they are. Um, so the EC is a publicly funded entity. Yeah. So, why is the EC allowed to charge political parties for this? Because mm -hmm. we are told they charge all the political parties. And for me, it's a much bigger issue than just the fact that the NDC had to pay 14 million Ghana cities. The MPP is going to pay the same amount of money. The CPP is going to pay the same amount of money, whichever political party, if it's a national election at that level. So, I ask myself, if you look at political parties whose funding mm -hmm. already we cannot verify mm -hmm. whose uh, there are all kinds of things to do with money mm -hmm. that we cannot check with our political parties mm -hmm. yet some way somehow every four years have to come up with significant amount of money to pay to the easy who sets a bill that well this is how much it costs to run this election so I'm charging you this come and pay or you cannot run the election I think there is room to have a conversation about <clears throat> then how we support the EC mm -hmm. in that regard. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that because I think if we are able to take that away, we could be in a better position to actually check the political parties. Because then the EC can say that, look, these are the rules for being a political party in Ghana. You're supposed to have national offices. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to have A, B, C, and D. Your finances are supposed to be this and this and this. So we check. Because how, how does the EC know that the NDC can afford 40 million Ghana? If the NDC says, we don't have that kind of money, what does that mean then? Does that mean the NDC cannot run that election? So, 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 so but in terms of your takeout, this is a foundation. So what's the main takeout? My, my, my takeout is the need to have a conversation about paying for the elections. That is my main takeout. I think we need that we, we, are, we are at that point in our democracy where we must have a conversation about money. Mm. The first part being, should we pay the EC? Mm. Or should the EC be allowed to charge commercial fees? Let me for put it that way. Elections. For organizing public interest elections. <clears throat> mm. The second part of the money is something that we have discussed every parliamentary primary, every presidential <clears throat> primary for the past four or five elections. Just the basic role of money in our elections. People, We saw the lady, Juliet Winanga, you know, spray money like she was at a wedding. Um, she has myself in public, but I, Saturday I was somewhere 
in my area where I can tell you exactly how much somebody paid thousand Ghana CDs to who to delegates. Then the other candidates came. They were they were all at, sitting at the same spot waiting. So the first person came and brought thousand, then they brought five hundred after. Then the other person heard that the other person had brought thousand. They came to add two hundred. Then the people said, okay, you must also bus us from here to where we are doing the election. So they said, oh, so this is preparation for the voting? Yes. So 1,000, were they signing or they were sending Momo? No, 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 no. come in, cash, cash. Then later, oh, the person... Momo so that we get 11 people. Yeah, so then the person, <laughs> Charlie, then the person who paid the 1,000 <laughs> heard that, okay, the other one had added 200 to the... Uh, to the so 500, 500 to make it 700. So came to add 250. Hey, so thousand two fifty versus seven hundred. Yes, but still lost anyway. <laughs> so that the thousand two fifty guy lost. Lost. <laughs> so, you saw this with your eyes. Yes. There's no hearsay. Was, was this like a group of delegates or all of them? A group of delegates, a, a significant chunk of delegates. And then they were put in a bus to go. Yeah, and they came. To, they met at one place. They received the delegate cards first. Mm -hmm. They were out there. Then the distribution started. And I'm sure. And was this for presidential or parliamentary? Both. Wow. But mostly for parliamentary. Hmm. Now, <clears throat> I dare say this was replicated nationally. I dare say this was replicated nationally. Yeah. It's a conversation we need to have. Now, the truth also is this. The fact that you spend money does not mean you will win. Mm -hmm. So, it, 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 it then becomes a conversation about, well, the delegates will vote for who they want to vote for, irrespective of how much you pay. Mm -hmm. But the point is, why should somebody spend that kind of money? Mm -hmm. Okay, because we even saw the the the, the fight over forty Ghana cities TNT. I mean, in our own reports on City News, mm -hmm. room, like there were national fights <laughs> over forty Ghana cities. <laughs> if we don't get, the, they said some the executives from that's not block so. <laughs> so if the executives don't get her from the block, oh, as Black Sheriff said, chairman the tier block so. Will this have been solved if they said all card carrying members of a party should vote? instead of a delegate i ask this because when the mm. party tried this in their 2015 primaries they claimed that the quesibotry report pointed out that some of the, the ex people who went to vote yesterday mm. said they won't campaign in the presidential because by opening the electoral college up to all card carrying members they had been rendered irrelevant but, yes right but if you are going to give money to so there are two hundred thousand people yeah the kind of money in the system can still cater for that. But if the leading political parties give cards yes. to their members, I'm sure the cards will be in the millions. Yes. Now, if you have 2 million people voting, I'm not sure you can do that. Do, of course, I don't know whether that will solve the primary. Yeah, I know. I don't, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure whether that will solve the parliamentary primary. Well. I'm just example, telling you what I saw. Yeah, and I, I'm trying to see whether that's a suggested way to go about it. Perhaps. Opening the electoral college. Maybe that, but you are let's carry with that. Yeah, and then finally, that's your second point. finally, mm. is um, how Mahama winning. Mm -hmm. And we might look at upon it now as something that, you know, is okay. In ter and I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just trying to find my words here. Allow me. Mm. Um, but it's a significant dynamic for a major political party to elect a candidate who potentially will govern for a single term. Is that not what it is? Yeah. It's not potentially. He will govern. If he wins, he will govern for only four <laughs> I'm years. I'm just saying. Yeah, because he has only, he has only one exactly. term. Exactly. Well, the fact is some people have some funny views about that. Oh, <laughs> we will not allow it. This guy, we know that it's, the constitution is clear. So... I'm just saying that in, in a decade or two, yeah. this is very significant. Where 
<clears throat> our politics has reached the point where the largest opposition party in the country can say we are willing to risk our political fortunes in a in an election with a one-term candidate. I, I well, are, you, say, are you saying that people vote for candidates thinking of two terms? You only vote no, for one most, term. Most often than <laughs> like not. Like when you are going to vote for election, you are voting because you want somebody no, no, to I'm just saying, most, for the next most, four years. Mo- most often than not, yeah. political parties think long term, which is why I'll give you a typical example. The US election, for instance, yeah. there was considerable chatter about whether Biden could go through a second term. How old is he by now? I guess like a hundred. So, 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 so did the US did the US make a, a long term decision by voting for Biden? Yes, but he's coming for a second term. And you do you know that Trump will win the Republican one? Likely to. And you know that he also do four years. No, I don't think he'll do four years. <laughs> he'll probably do two. Yes. Is he no so, but but is that no what, what, Biden is eighty. No, what I'm saying is that, it, but I'm saying, what's this in NDC finds itself is, mm-hmm. the Republican Party is probably going to do the same thing. Likely. In fact, Brazil have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. They've gone for a former president to come and run for I'm, a short But term. I'm saying, we are also, I'm, I'm looking at Ghana politics. I'm saying, in our scheme of thinking, yeah. this, is a, this is something that is quite significant. And yeah. now we might look at it as, oh, okay, but I'm just saying that, based on how it goes in 15 20 30 years time yeah. when we are sitting down and we are having a conversation about the history of ghana politics yeah what happened over the weekend is something that will will, will become a yeah, bit it's a significant more thing. My, my, my is like is it like that look you, you are it's significant but not surprising that's what i want to do yes no 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 let me explain not surprising in the sense of he winning surprising in the sense that the party decides that he's the person they want yes in the context of post-2016 and the 2020 elections and the fact that there is no clear successor mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's so but my point is that it that the fact that they've chosen him is significant but that the, the, the for me what is more interesting is the fact that when you look in the party you don't see anybody post mahama mm-hmm. i mean if you look at mpp the people who are post akufu are many I think you are seeing Alan, Baumia, Kwamneji, all of them are there. So you can say that from if Akufado is no longer president, here are the people you can pinpoint in MPP who will potentially become president. There are about six or seven or eight. Yeah. I'm sure you can find that in NDC If they wanted to. Yeah. Are you I'm not okay, I'm not saying they are, I don't say they don't have people though. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm saying that there's no there's nobody whose head has been allowed to rise. So there's nobody nobody's okay the word is emerge and anyway, i finished so yeah and a good yes. segue to him i'm saying that the the, <laughs> um, the the issue with ndc is not that they don't have people who can replace mahama mm-hmm. the issue is making is that why aren't there any obvious successes even in the media discourse okay so in answering this question um let me take it back to 2008 uh, before the 2008 elections. Um, you all know, do know that at the time, Jerry Rawlings was really influential mm. in the NDC. Um, mm. Everything would have to be run by him virtually before decisions are made. But Professor Mills made a decision that many people thought actually provoked J.J. Rawlings because you notice that when John Mahama was announced by Elvis the Free Ankara, at the Kama Conference Center, um, I was there as the running mate. Mills himself was not there. <laughs> yeah, I remember for the first time. Yeah, and Jerry Rollins was because initially it was Jerry Rollins' choice was Betty Modi. Uh, exactly. Yeah, 
and one of the things we heard was that Jerry apparently had tried previously to get John Mahama. He said he wasn't going to do he it. Said he wasn't in fact, there was an it. interview that Akwesi Sapon had with Nakone Rajimamalis, who confirmed what you are saying. Yeah, that's right. That initially, they told Mahama to be running mate. He was not sure. He was mm. going back and forth. And yeah. he said, look, let's get Betty Mould. And then how he says he's going to do it. And they're like, it's too late. Uh -huh. <laughs> and all and of something that. That, caught, that got Victor Smith fired because he had spoken uh, reportedly to the Daily Graphic and Daily Graphic went with the story. Yes. I remember we also ran the story uh, at the time. Exactly. You know, yes, it but at the time he spoke, he, was, he, knew, he knew what he was saying. <laughs> he was was right. Right. Exactly. So, uh -huh. so from that day, mm -hmm. John Dramani Mahama, man, he, he, he can communicate. I mean, soft-spoken, you know, knows what to say. He will not say anything to provoke you. I remember interviewing him on so many occasions. Wherever, fact, you, wherever you go, he's yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, wherever you, you go, you, ca you can't force him to get angry. Exactly, because uh -huh, so he was always calm. Yeah. So he created a certain impression in the minds of people that this guy, look, this is a fine man. Mm -hmm. So when he got the ticket, he effectively became the creation of the NDC from yeah, that day, yeah. from the Kama Conference Center, yeah. and then became vice president. Yeah. And then. Mills dies, yeah. and yeah. then the NDC took a decision that look, let us go with John Ramani Maham. No contest. Twenty twelve. This was in twenty twelve in August, and Bernard, you notice that he got over ninety nine percent of the votes that were cast in Kumasi. Yeah. So it was an overwhelming endorsement. endorsement. Yeah. But his fortunes dwindled after he served his first four year term. And lost. When he got, he was contested by exactly. The, the so you had the likes of um, you know Alabi who yeah. got the second position. you know position. Bagbin. There was a lot of heavyweights. Exactly. You had Guzitano. Yeah. Uh, you also had um, Sly, Mensa, Sly and there's Fio Gabra and then one Nuruddin. All of them were there. Uh -huh, all of them were there. So at that time he got a little over ninety five percent. So you notice that the impact of quality contest in terms of the people who were contesting him, but for his creation added to his own stature within the NDC. Mm -hmm. You would have noticed that a challenge from the likes of Bagbin, Alabi, and Co. Mm -hmm. would actually have been bigger in terms. It would have been much more keener. So when you say the creation of him, you are saying that the, the way he had been positioned by the party, it was almost impossible to defeat him. Yeah, that's right. And mm -hmm. and Bernard, if you if you want to see what the thinking of the NDC leadership is, look at the vote from the party headquarters. And that's one thing I have heard. So what was the result? It was 54-0 or something. And one fifty-four zero. No, it was actually 50. I think 54 of them voted. Let me guess. <laughs> Everybody uh, voted. Every, uh, yes. And and you see, I, I, I think this should be a, a piece of advice for them. Yeah, 54 to 0. So, you so, so these are the people who voted in the head office. The head so of these head are the executives and the leadership of the party. Exactly. 54 0. Uh, yes. So my advice to the party is that look, it, it doesn't send the right message. They shouldn't have announced that result. No, I think oh, they should what? have mixed it with, you know, some other constituency uh, close by. Instead of an announcing that raw result. Uh -huh, because it, it feeds into a certain impression, which may be wrong, that the party leadership wanted to go a certain way, for which reason uh, they did not, you I know, give a hearing fully to Dr. Dufour's position. Yeah, but it's because you're, you're a big man, that's why you interpret it. Because me, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> until you said it uh, yeah we look at it more closely and better and and when you bring it down to what godfrey was saying about who would be the face of the ndc which is to answer your question mm. i think there are a number of people there i'll uh, let you hold okay. on i am not even inviting that yet what i was just saying was that the 
the, 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 the sharp contrast between the field in the 2019 primaries mm -hmm. and the 2023 primaries is very clear to see. The yeah. fact that there were a lot of quality people wanting the position. Yeah, the point I'm... And then the fact that there's almost like a consensus among the elite of the party that right. we don't want to contest him. Mm -hmm. You can also look at the intervening circumstance of what has happened in this government's case yeah. and the fact that maybe they feel like reflecting on the 2020 defeat, there are things they could do to win and therefore they don't want to show a divided front. I don't know, but I will come back to that point. You haven't even made your substantive point yet. Yeah. It's 8.30. I just wanted to do a quick detour and then come back in. In the meantime, if you are listening, we want to hear you on the NDC and their parliamentary and presidential primaries. What are the big takeouts for you? Send us a comment, 054-998-6996. I haven't even come to Nathan yet. Uh, what I wanted to do was to do a quick uh, look at the economy. So that if you can give me the economy times, they have a couple of stories I'm interested in. The um, depending on where you sit, there there's good news for the economy in the fact that the IMF is now very likely to give us the money. We are looking for a loan of three billion dollars, of which six hundred million will be given by Wednesday, or approval for will be given by Wednesday, uh, which is great news in the context of where we are stabilizing the economy sending the right signal to the markets the recovery that we also dearly want but the economy time says ghana's economy is still looking very fragile elam desa who's reporting and let me just read those headlines whilst i uh, i get my next interviewer on the line uh, elam is saying that um, ghana's economy may be heading into a recession if the government is unable to secure the three billion extended credit facility so this is a a story on the basis of it the money doesn't come now economy times has learned that indicators will improve and things will stabilize as soon as the imf approves the program the city will appreciate sharply and inflation will begin to ease although it got to 54 percent last year however retail prices of most consumer items will remain high because of the new taxes and due to inertia there could also be some dampening in economic activity but the signaling effect of the fund program could stem the decline then they analyzed Fitch and the analysis, the external debt credit, and all of those things. Um, they are also reporting that the BOG has um, reviewed the health of the economy. The Bank of Ghana, seven-member MPC, um, have begun their bi-monthly meeting to review the health of the economy and announce a new policy rate for the next couple of months. So yes, that's also coming in. And then in the third story by Ad Adnan. Mohammed, who is saying that Ghana's economy or Ghana's banking sector is to face another crisis with the current measures being implemented under the DDEP. So, Dr. Mohammed Amin Anta is the MP for Karaga. He's also the Minister of State and the Minister of Finance. So, how close are we to the deal? What were the key issues ironed out among the bilateral creditors? And how important are bilateral debts in the context of Ghana's exposure anyway? Doc, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, Bernard. Hope, hope you are well. I'm doing great. Wonderful. Can you confirm the story that is saying that, yes, China and France will lead a creditor committee work on our debts, the bilateral debts, and the IMF is saying that the board is very likely to give us the money or approve the giving of money by Wednesday. Can you confirm this? Oh yes, I can. I can confirm that the official uh, creditor committee 
uh, of the official bilateral creditors was established, was formed on the 12th of, of this month, and it was chaired, uh, co-chaired by uh, France and China. And we were very happy that in their first meeting, they gave Ghana uh, what we call financing uh, assurances. Uh, this was a major requirement uh, for the uh, fund, the IMF, to go uh, to the board to seek approval of Ghana's uh, uh, program. And so having uh, gone through the financing uh, assurance, uh, we are very uh, determined that uh, we will go through the board approval uh, processes and then we will have a program after that. How difficult was it to get to that, this stage in context of the Chinese and then the Europeans and Americans? Because a couple of months back, we were getting worried that the Zambia situation could play out where for Zambia, for some reason, the, the Chinese in particular were not agreeing to the terms being proposed by the, the West. So what, struck, what, what was different about Ghana's situation? How, was it, how were we able to get the two sides to agree so quickly? Well, uh, it took China, I think, 17 months to get the final... Uh, it took uh, Zambia, uh, sorry, 17 months to get the financing uh, assurance. And then Sri Lanka, some seven months uh, to get the financing assurance. Um, we uh, have uh, gone through uh, these processes in about six months. And uh, that is described as, as a record time as well. But this could not be by by accident. Uh, Ghana enjoys a uh, very uh, friendly relationship with uh, our bilateral uh, creditors, uh, whether in Europe or in China or, or, or India. And so uh, it did not take us uh, longer than uh, many people uh, expected. Also because all of them agreed that Ghana is a star country. We have been doing very well. Even before uh, COVID, uh, our economy was on a very positive uh, trajectory uh, until COVID uh, struck uh, globally and affected our country largely. And then also uh, liquidity was also squeezed uh, by the Russia-Ukraine uh, Ukraine war due to capital uh, reversals. Uh, that many countries uh, uh, suffered. And, and so they, they looked at our macro uh, 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 indicators right from the time before the external shocks and then also when, were, were convinced that when Ghana is supported, uh, we could bring the economy back to recovery. So these were the factors that were considered and all the creditors uh, were convinced that uh, Ghana deserved that support. But let us also not forget the IMF uh, was very forceful uh, in uh, uh, making Ghana's case, and, and, and therefore they also contributed in ensuring that uh, the financing assurances okay. much quick. Wonderful. Um, while this is great news, there's still a view that the country is not out of the woods yet because out of our total debt of $53 billion approximately, the bilateral component is about $2 billion, which is really a fraction of the total public debt. Yes, we have finished the domestic debt exchange, so that's one burden cleared. 
but there are euro bonds of about 13 billion that we have yet not restructured so in the context of the work being done to restructure our debts looking at dde the bilateral arrangement that has been announced and the euro bonds where would you say we are in that journey to restructure overall debt of about 50 50 something billion dollars no i mean actually the official bilateral uh, is about 5.4 billion dollars uh, not uh, 2 billion uh, okay. dollars okay and the uh, 5.4 billion dollars uh, is a significant amount and so uh, once they agreed to restructure uh, 5.4 uh, billion uh, that should give us a significant relief uh, and also uh, facilitate our our push uh, towards bringing the debt to sustainable levels by 2028 and so you are not expecting that uh, we will uh, reduce uh, the debt level to sustainable uh, levels uh, this year or next year uh, negotiations are going to uh, to continue and then uh, as the liquidity uh, improves and then also uh, we get uh, more favorable terms from our creditors, we will see the debt levels coming down eventually to uh, sustainable levels by 2028. Mm. Uh, the financing assurance is also significant because it has sent a signal, very positive signal, to the commercial creditors, the eurobond holders, we're talking about $13 billion. It has sent very positive signal that they also need to consider Ghana's case. Uh, particularly because the common framework uh, which uh, Ghana acceded to uh, uh, is 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 uh, requiring that uh, there is what we call comparative comparability treatment, and so if the uh, official bilaterals have agreed as they have uh, to restructure our debts, then we expect our uh, commercial creditors also to to restructure. Uh, our debts in line with the comparability uh, uh, treatment. And so uh, we are expecting uh, favorable negotiations, uh, which will help us reduce mm. our debt size to sustainable levels by 2020. Right. So if I'm to interpret what you just said, the, the debt uh, treatment or the, the terms that the bilateral committee made up of the Paris Club and the Chinese will propose will be the same we will use to our commercial creditors, like the eurobond holders, that this is what the, the 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 official creditor committee for this important group is proposing to take in terms of hits from Ghana. Therefore, at least give us the same terms, if not more. So that so it means that the the what we will say to our eurobond holders is almost implied in what this creditor committee will say in relation to our bilateral debts. Well, I'm not able to say this because. Uh uh, negotiations uh, are yet to commence uh, with them. And so uh, if we get same terms, uh, better for us, but you cannot tell at this stage. But what it means is that uh, once the official bilateral creditors have decided to restructure, then invariably our commercial uh, bilaterals will also restructure. But as to the form and the specific terms of the restructuring uh, that will, will come out of the negotiation. Wonderful. Just a final point, a couple of confirmations. So, can you confirm that the final, the first tranche of the 600 million will, will, will it be disbursed on Wednesday or will be approved on Wednesday? 
so once we get approval, uh, hopefully on Wednesday, when the board meets, the first tranche of $600 million will come immediately. You know, uh, there will be this immediate disbursement. You know, but when you talk about immediate disbursement, we are giving ourselves about a week. Okay. Uh, and then there will be another $600 million uh, coming in after the uh, the first uh, successful review uh, by November, December, we will receive another $600 million. And then the remaining amount uh, will be dispersed in the equal, equal uh, tranches of uh, uh, $360 million every six months after review, after successful uh, uh, review. But it is significant to note also that the approval of the IMF program will have catalytic effect. In other words, uh, some other uh, development partners and investors will uh, uh, invest in, in, in our country's uh, development efforts. For example, uh, since we applied for an IMF program, uh, the World Bank also uh, came along and we have been negotiating with them. We are almost concluding uh, negotiations for a $900 million dollar uh, uh, budget uh, uh, support, uh, which will be disbursed in uh, equal installment of $300 million every year for the next three years. The World Bank has also agreed to support the Ghana Financial Sector Stability Fund with $250 million. We uh, know that some of our domestic banks have had uh, impairment as a result of the DDEP, and we have to be able to uh, support uh, in addressing the uh, insolvency uh, problem as well as uh, liquidity challenges in the domestic banking sector in order to make our domestic banking uh, sector stronger. You know, And so the Financial Stability Fund uh, has been established and the World Bank is committing $250 million uh, towards that. We on our own as a government are committing $500 million. Uh, and then we are talking also to the Africa Development Bank uh, to, to support uh, the fund with up to 100 million uh, US dollars so that we can use that money to uh, support the banking uh, uh, sector. And so the IMF uh, money will come, but it will also uh, facilitate mm-hmm. uh, more money coming from other development uh, partners to support our uh, budget. So, so, also so when you put when you put these monies together, the IMF three billion over the next uh, the one and a half years or two, then over the next three, never the next three years, years the the World Bank nine hundred million, the AFDB money. So in total, can you say how much we are expecting by way of injections for say the next three years? Well, uh, it's going to be difficult to say now because we are expecting other development uh, partners and investors to come on board. And so it may be premature now to give it 2,000. Fair enough. I think the big question many Ghanaians want to know finally from you is, so what will this 600 million be used for? Well, um, you know, the IMF always uh, uh, provides a balance of payment support, you know, also because the the funds are going to come uh, through the Bank of Ghana, and that should help boost our uh, reserve, our international reserve position. Uh, culminating into uh, uh, increasing our import cover uh, to at least three three months of import uh, uh, cover. Uh, but there is also uh, budget support 
which is coming from uh, this uh, money, as well as the money the, the World Bank uh, will provide. And you know that we have an annual budget, uh, which is approved by Parliament. And so key uh, projects uh, will be supported uh, with these funds in order to ensure that we achieve our budget objectives. Mm. So uh, the concern by some commentators will be that once the IMF money comes and its catalytic effect begins to be felt, the appetite to go back to the market will be strong. And in fact, when you you listen to the your, the Minister of Finance's statement recently, there are hints about the market. Should we be concerned? Because it is the, going to the market frequently that has brought us here in the first place. So... How soon will when when will Ghana go back to the market? If indeed we will at all. Well, we will go back to the market uh, because we are able to leverage the market to uh, balance our financing needs, and so you have a uh, development partners supporting you. But uh, a chunk of your uh, inflows uh, may uh, come from the, the the market, and so with the IMF approval, we are very very confident that uh, 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 investor confidence in Ghana uh, will increase. Uh, the upgrades, the institutions upgrading us will look to Ghana favorably. And then uh, uh, as a result of all this, uh, we could return to market very, very, very soon. Uh, but is that, is that a good thing? Because going to the market means you are going to borrow. And a large chunk of our debts are commercial in fact 20 years ago a lot of our debts were uh, concessionary and bilateral now if you look at the, the the breakdown a lot of it is euro bonds and very expensive debt which is what has brought us here so shouldn't we give ourselves a moratorium on going to the market to say look until we come out of the full imf program in three years we are not borrowing a peso from anybody on commercial terms and actually negotiate into the the discussion the need for more concessionary and bilateral type money because the, the, the market is what has brought us here. So why are we going back there? Well, it depends on how quickly we achieve uh, sustainable debt levels. You know, as I indicated, uh, we are hoping to achieve sustainable debt levels by 2028. You know, we're talking about uh, two and a half years uh, by, uh, from now. And so uh, if, if that is achieved, that should be way for us to borrow uh, as for borrowing you know that we can do away uh, from 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 it uh, in as much as we do not borrow ourselves uh, out of uh, sustainable uh, uh, levels and so uh, going to the market is a, it's a matter of course that we'll go to the market when we have uh, favorable conditions all right thank you for talking to us dr muhammad amin adam thank you he's the dep- he's the minister of state rather at the ministry of finance he is mp for karaga and he's been confirming for us that the uh, Paris Club has given a financing assurance. Paris Club essentially is like the 20 richest countries in the world, excluding China and India, have agreed to form a joint committee with Chinese because the Chinese are becoming an important creditor to a lot of nations, including Ghana. And there was no way we are going to see an IMF deal if the two sides did not agree on the terms under which our debt forgiveness should be um, there are questions that are left but not for this minister there are questions around for example what program has government of ghana submitted to the imf for approval 
so we can all read and police the system and know whether this program is even beneficial. And I think the last question I ask about the going back to the market obviously will be debated because it seems as if this government is very uh, market friendly. They don't seem to have any qualms about going to market. Whereas most of the people I've spoken to who analyze our debt say we got into this mess because of the appetite for going to their market. So to say we'll have sustainable debt levels after the IMF program and go back to the market suggests that it's going to be we're going to repeat the cycle, which which I'm not very happy about. But that's not the purpose of today. Today's purpose is to let people know that the money is going to come, 600 million now, another 600 million by November. If we do what we are supposed to do by the IMF class prefect standard, so you get 600 million this month, 600 million in November, 3.5, uh, 350 million in the next uh, half year, and it goes on for the next two and a half years. All right, so it's 8.50 City Breakfast Show. This was not really meant for discussion, so I just wanted to let you know that it's been confirmed. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But, I mean, just on the signal he's sending about returning to the market sometime soon, look, yeah. Parliament has to be more responsible mm -hmm. in how it polices mm -hmm. this government. Mm -hmm. We cannot have, you know, this whole business of going back to the IMF, get some money, stabilize the system, and then we mess it up with, you know, huge loans again. No. Yeah. Our it, members of Parliament yeah. have to show and more if, if we haven't learned the lesson of the type and the point i was making which i think i need to make now sky you see the the reason we are hot is is not because of all the things they are saying the proportion of our debts which are commercial mm -hmm. too high and also the borrowings from ghanaian banks mm -hmm. and ghanaian private sector in the form of treasury, treasury bills, bills is what is crowding out uh, people who need money to do business. In fact, I think the biggest problem in Ghana's economy is government's appetite for borrowing, yeah, both domestically and foreign type. Short -term, short -term. So, I think this IMF program coming should not be a ticket for we can go back to business as usual. And I hope that's not the impression being created. This, these are early days yet, but it's almost like, well, we are going to get our debt numbers back on track. What you need is not having your debt numbers back on track alone. You need to restructure the economy. And you need to change your outlook for borrowing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not getting that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as I say, this is not the, the morning for that. So, 8.52 City Breakfast Show. Uh, Nathan, a few comments on the side. Okay, but let me take two announcements from you first before I do some comments. Yes, um, you can build your business analysis skills, get the business analysis certification, and be sure to capitalize on the high demand across the country. If you get in touch with the CBA on 0246-809-200 or visit their website, centerforanalytics.com. Business analysts are ever more critical in delivering the best business outcomes for their organization. So enroll today and take the first step on your way to a brighter future with an IIBA business analysis certification. Mm. Now, water is life, and Standard Water has been uh, providing us water uh, in the last 25 years. They are in regions, and they are still expanding. Call them on 0202-055-703 or 0547-334385. They've got bottled water, sachet water, dispenser-mounted jar water, and customized water for your parties and other special occasions. Uh, 
And let me also tell you about Hotel Tigo. We are announcing to cherish customers that all unregistered SIMs will be permanently disconnected effective 31st May 2023 in line with the NCS directive. Customers who are yet to complete their registration are entreated to visit the nearest Hotel Tigo shop immediately with their Ghana card to avoid permanently losing their numbers. What's more, you get up to 5 gig data free free data instantly after your registration is completed so get registered now drive confidence with a touch of class and style in the vw polo sedan it comes fully equipped with numerous safety features to keep you and your family safe on the road enjoy a special discount when you buy the vw polo sedan contact universal motors on 0544 and Roberts and Sons Optical Service Second Branch is now opening Kumasi at Brepo Junction of all places, adjacent to Angel FM in the same premises as Amenfu Rab Bank. Enjoy amazing discounts and free giveaways at our Kumasi at Brepo Junction branch. Visit our Ultra Modding uh, branch for comprehensive eye care and unbeatable products and services for children and adults. Now, Roberts and Sons is open from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Mondays to Fridays, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturdays. Call Roberts and Sound 0507-67... Sorry, 6568-76. 0507-656876. Terms and conditions apply. All right, uh, let me come back to you. Uh, okay. Let's Okay, let's read some comments, Nathan, before I come back to Sky. <laughs> All right, uh, this one says, I agree with... I disagree with Godfrey for saying that Dr. Dufour miscalculated... It's a self-actualization uh, move. For me, the man has attained all of Maslow's <laughs> needs and theories. Maslow's needs theory, and he needs to self-actualize. <laughs> Benjamin and Ashai, man. Very expensive self-actualization <laughs> trip. Benjamin. <laughs> Very expensive self-actualization trip. All right, this one says, Godfrey is spot on. I thought Dr. Dufour should have backed GM and sought to be his vice, so that after GM's one term, he would have been marketed to take up the oh, task. Please, He's blown have... it big time with his actions. He's a Ghanaian. How old is he? He's some basic 80 is or 80, whatever it is. Uh, is he 80? People suggest he's 80. Ah, but you can find out. People suggest. Um, some people say he's 82. But Joe Biden will know he's 80. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, can, so, so if Joe Biden wins the US election, he'll be president since 84. Mm. Before 77. 76, 77. Ah, okay. How old is the president? He was born in 46 uh, with Nanado. Yeah. Nanado is a 79 now. Wow. He's 79 now. Wow. How old is Donald Trump? Uh, 70 something. But he's younger than Biden? Yeah. He looks much stronger than Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. Nanado is 79. Nanado? Uh, but then, how old Trump is 76. Trump is 76. Yeah. So Trump and before are like. Almost the same age. Yeah, that's right. But he looks. Yeah. How old is uh, at, uh, our man? <laughs> no, he's 70. No, no, stop that. Our man in Nigeria. Yeah, he's 70. Oh, you are sure? Ah, but uh, that's a publicly stated. You know. <laughs> yeah. Bola Metinubi is 70. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I saw a video where he was saying, have a good weekend. <laughs> now he's 71. Yeah, he was born on the 29th of March, 1952. Really? Yeah, that's the publicly stated position. You can't oh. contradict that unless you have some evidence. Nanado looks more um, v- vibrant than he does. <laughs> you know, a lot, a anyway, lot of let's, things let's, let's, let's leave that. Let's leave that. Let's leave that. Let's leave that. That's somebody else's issue. Let's leave that. Let's leave that. Let's read more comments. All right, this one says, Dr. Dufour surrounded himself with sycophants 
disgruntled and embittered members of the party. He miscalculated big time. Mm-hmm. Kofi Tema says, Godfrey, there's no conversation needed. We can't have these parties compound our economic woes with the cost of their elections. They need to pay. The AC has no threshold for the number of parties formed in the country. If all of them were to organize internal elections and the AC was supposed to bear the cost, can you imagine the burden it would put on our coffers? We don't need this. Well, my, my position on the matter is this, Kofi. Now, if the EC also, like, kind of what we're asking the National Sports Authority to do, mm-hmm. were to actually be rigorous in its criteria for what a political party is in this country, we won't have the number of political parties that we do. That's a good point. All right. Um, this one says, I agree with you, Bernard. The MPP <clears throat> has potential successes in the queue. The NDC, on the other hand, has always produced what I refer to as circumstantial successes which although has worked for it so far, is not a strategy and it's not sustainable as it will not always produce a desirable successor going forward. I believe Honorable Harun Idrisu and Kojo Bonsu will have to be working the grounds for 2028. They will be NDC's best bet. Mm. All right. Uh, Let me take Sky's quick thoughts. So, Godfrey is talking about Dr. Force miscalculation. He's also (coughs) talking about the role of money. And then, in fact, the Mahama win and the fact that NDC seems to have made a choice mm-hmm. for four years and there seems to be no succession plan. Fine. So that, let's pack that. I was on the TV with you, so mm-hmm. I, I think I can even guess your first comment, which is that you are very worried that if we take out the MPs who say they are not even going to stand yeah. from NDC and then we add the 17 who have lost... Mm-hmm. And then we go to MPP and those who say they won't stand mm-hmm. and then those who will lose, mm-hmm. <laughs> Parliament will probably have like 40 or 50% fresh MPs yeah. based on the calculation you're having. And I suspect that's your first problem. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it, it, institutional memory suffers a lot as a result of that. Um, because before, yes, the part the, the institution itself has a way of retaining knowledge and experiences that have been accumulated over the years. But it is the people who form a part of that institution that help that knowledge acquired over time to get things done. Mm -hmm. So if you do not have those people in the house, uh, although the injection of fresh people would mean fresh ideas, new, uh, new people, new ideas, what happens is that experience gets lost so i am really worried about the level of attrition that we see because if you look at the numbers it would seem that in 2019 um, when uh, close to a little above a dozen or about a dozen or so mps sitting mps lost if if the stories that i saw a short while ago are anything to go by now we have 16 or 17 Hmm. so it means that you know the numbers have gone up um, from the NPP side, the last time they went out, mm-hmm. 40 of the sitting MPs actually lost. In the previous one? Exactly. 40? 40. 40. Yeah, I mean, hey. yes, 40 of them. And the projections that people are making is that this time around, it could be greater because of all the issues with how the economy appears to have been mismanaged and you know Ghanaians are struggling as a result and you know the internal rivalry so in 2019 40 MPs yeah lost. that's right i mean the, the stories that i was not here but the stories that i've read you know i've told the 40 of them also lost in in, in or close to that number lost yeah so if you look at it it is it doesn't portend well for parliament we, you you listen to other democracies debate on the floor and how things are done elsewhere 
MPs have been in parliament for 30 years, 40 mm -hmm. years. And, and these things help a lot, not only in terms of the country's own position when it comes to negotiations, when it comes to agreements and, and all of that. Because the moment you have better people with longevity in parliament, they tend to know all the loopholes, right? So if you are going to have a discussion with the IMF, you have done it before. So you know how to pin them down, oh, this one we don't like it, this one we like this one, this one we do not like it. But if you have all kinds of fresh jewels in parliament, the likelihood of them now using time to lend the robes before they eventually actually take off mm. is sometimes, um, you know, a matter we should be concerned about. So the issue of attrition for me, mm. I believe we have got to do something about it. So that's the it. first point, the fact that a lot of sitting MPs would lose mm -hmm. from the institution of parliament. So mm -hmm. that's point one. Yeah. What about the results itself in terms of the parliamentary, for example? Any, uh, any, any particular one that... Uh -huh. So... Uh, the, the issue of resilience for me, mm. for a person like Munta Kamubara, because look, I mean, if, if you were betting and you were not so guided by some other considerations, you would have said that, look, Muntaka was not going to survive mm -hmm. his removal from the front bench at the time that he was facing so much crisis back in his constituency. All kinds of allegations have been made, which are now subject matter of police investigations and all kinds of things. So he was facing such a huge, 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 huge crisis that many people thought that he was not going to you know, survive. But it tells you about hope. And then also the fact that politics is not so much about how badly people have projected the situation is about how the people on the ground feel about their member of parliament mm, mm. because if you listen to all the coverage you listen to all the discussions a certain narrative was sold to ghanaians that look this man is done both in parliament and in his constituency and that his own people don't like him and masaudu was coming to work <laughs> the magic but look at the numbers 1,063 votes he won with, mm -hmm. as against Masaudu's 735 votes. That's about 300, you know, vote difference. Mm -hmm. So, and, and for a delegate's election in an internal race, that's significant. And for a person who had just been thrown out of the leadership of parliament, losing all the, the privileges that come with that, and, and all the... the, the, the the, the, the incumbency advantage you have by reason of being a leader in parliament. Mm -hmm. For him to be able to survive this, I think this has to be steady. Yeah, six, because I, again, that's why I always worry about the build-up mm -hmm. in terms of the media coverage. But I think in this case, there was actually a serious contention for the seat. Because yeah. even prior to the election, mm -hmm. there had been reports in the constituency of massive disapproval, mm -hmm. the, uh, the executives, even the uh, election of executives mm -hmm. was very serious. Mm -hmm. So, for him to win and win quite well. So yeah. he got over a thousand and Masaudu got about seven hundred. So he got he did win well. Yeah, that's right. I mean so it was landslide. It's uh, so in terms of Godfrey's analysis, mm -hmm. he, he leaves this election mm -hmm. with reputation enhanced. Exactly. Because a lot of people felt that Charlie, this is the end of the road for for Muntaka. For yeah. Muntaka. Yeah. What what is it about him though that keeps him so because even in the 2020 elections, again, mm -hmm. you were not here. Mm -hmm. Then we gave him a tough race. Tough, I mean, that was and I remember when he was announced, when he was announced as winner, mm -hmm. it wasn't easy because there were discussions around the counting, security issues, plenty of things. You see, I, I think we should doff our hat out to him because, look, Muntaka 
got into politics, boom, became a minister of state. Not so, by-election. Exactly. Not so sure about, oh, like he didn't really understand the system. So he got involved in this uh, Black Stars matter. I think he was a deputy minister. Sports. No, sports. Was minister. Minister of sports. Actually, yes, minister. Was this under Mills? Uh, yeah, under Mills. Yeah, oh. so the Muntaka Pampers. And so he was new. Yeah, that's right. And that knocked him out. He was fired because of the oh so he was actually fired yes i, I forget some of these things <laughs> so wow so you see that again was a crisis situation for him mm-hmm. but somehow he was able to go back you know lend the ropes again reformed himself was given an opportunity to serve on the front bench and he's been one of the the most performing mm. chief waves in terms of mm. the capacity to mobilize people to achieve a result mm. because really i mean if you want to thank people for the victory of Alban Bagbin, mm-hmm. you can't take that away from Muntaka. So Carlos Carlos was going exactly, with the, you know, <laughs> with the ballot. He, exactly, he injected the ballot. into the cheese. Meanwhile, he was in a uh, in his what is it? Agbara de Gordon, not Agbara. He was wearing something. <laughs> That's right. That he was chasing the guy. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that mm. the kind of resilience, the kind of hope, the kind of mm. capacity to withstand all kinds of aggression and what seems to be what people call, oh, yeah, the people want to do him now, yet he survived it. I think, you know, I congratulate him and I celebrate him. He's a good material to still have in parliament. Yeah. So can we say that his challenges as minister and the fact that he was fired mm-hmm helped him focus on parliament oh yeah I mean, so that he knew that his career in politics would be parliamentary exactly and do we need more parliamentarians like that because we always say that this 50 percent rule mm-hmm. plus one rule that if you had mps who were committed to career legislation mm-hmm. and because i don't think under mahama he was a, he was a minister no no, no he was just uh, uh-huh. parliament. so we probably need more mps like that who mm-hmm. say look parliament is the work i want to do mm-hmm. i would i will learn the ropes and build my facility because when you are doing the vetting and you listen to his questions mm-hmm. you can say that this guy he almost like a whole office doing investigation oh, yeah. before vetting yeah. Yeah. Do you know maybe that should be the template for developing future mps mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the other question about the ease with which somebody can be removed as an mp yeah will that be solved if dcs are voted for yeah that's the view i um you know i i sometimes entertain although i do not agree with but the that's idea. for a, a government in power but in opposition, I mean, if I no, 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 still, that. because if let's assume you are, let's assume you are there, let's look at Ashaiman for example. And it's not big, and it's not big, got thousand six, Tony Apenu got thousand two. Mm. Now, assuming they had a, a district level election in Ashaiman, it's possible Tony Apenu may have gone to run for DC and possibly won mm-hmm. because Ashaiman would have still voted for NDC. Mm-hmm. Now, once he wins DC, he's not he doesn't go to contest, test. okay? Uh, you. Do you understand? Your me? point is made. so the DC election. Spre- reduces the pressure on the MP mm-hmm. by going to increase our cost of elections. Yeah, that's right. So we I don't know whether we should go for it or not. <laughs> you get the point. So yeah. the MPs then can then also focus. So if you have a DC, mm-hmm. people go with him, go to him for their problems when it comes to the development. Then the MP concentrates on legislation, legislation yeah. and because the MP doesn't need to go and lobby the Minister of Finance for a road, mm-hmm. he can actually say, "I'm going to scrutinize this budget better," mm-hmm. because his DC is elected and DC can say. I am going to lobby the minister for the road mm-hmm. because that's my work. Mm-hmm. Because people vote for me on the basis of that. But for mm-hmm. MP, the vote is based on visibility and issues around how well he's doing in parliament to make us proud. Mm-hmm. You get it? Mm-hmm. So until the DC is voted for, the MP will be paying the price of development when he doesn't have to. Uh-huh. You see, so I have 
I have so my position is a bit nuanced. The reason is that first of all, I do not think that if we elect DCEs would have better outcomes in terms of there will be people take the view that we will elect better people to be DCEs as opposed to them being appointed. You understand the point I'm making? You don't think that the quality of human beings who are DC will be improved just because they are voted Exactly. For. That's the point. You have put it more, you know, more succinctly. The reason is that, look, in terms of people we are electing to go to parliament, sometimes you look at the quality and you ask yourself, this person has no business being in parliament because you listen sometimes to the things they say, how they do things, how they think. And you ask yourself, ideally, this person shouldn't be in parliament. He's not been developed enough to play that role of making laws for all of us. And in terms of the input that they sometimes make on the floor, you say that, no, mm. I think there should be a better representation from this particular constituency. That is not the very best of the best that the people of this constituency ought to have. So, so saying that voting is flawed in selecting leaders. So exactly. in, in terms of making choices, mm. the system that selects DCs may be better in choosing quality people than, than voting. Yeah, that's right. But you see, Except that we are not using it properly. So the, the question should be, what, question, what problem are we solving? Mm -hmm. we are solving normal problems so if we are solving just a problem of quality leadership mm -hmm. then your point would have been 100% so your point is true mm -hmm. but we are also solving a problem of representation that's true alright so you are saying you need quality people but you also need people who reflect the aspirations of the collective mm -hmm. so in solving a representation problem you are also trying to solve a winner takes all problem mm -hmm. right because you are saying that if all the people who are in government who have access to resources who have access to security are from one political party you alienate a whole political party and they That's are true. in ghana they are two big parties mm -hmm. okay so instead of doing that why don't you balance power by allowing elections so let's see our parliament is mm -hmm. 137 137 with one independent mm -hmm. so if the districts and consistency may not be necessarily coterminous but you can say roughly 50 percent of the districts will go to one party mm -hmm. now if 50 percent of the districts are run by the opposition party mm -hmm. So they sit on top of the administrative structure. Yeah. Is will that in your better to our development? Or do you get Jimmy? Or so, so 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 for example, say one of the big problems in our is winner takes all. So the winner takes all is that opposition people don't have any role to play in governance. Mm -hmm. You have quality people who can lead. So if you go to Tema, the current MP is the former DC or MCE. So if you have fifty percent of the people in government mm -hmm. on the district level from the opposition party. It reduces the winner takes all and also brings more talent into governance. Yeah. Okay. But there are also some absurdity where people feel like those guys may sabotage mm -hmm. because again we are in Ghana where the flag bearer or the candidate of the leadership of the party can tell their MPs what they should do in parliament. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the I think that the election of DCs is undermined by that because we vote for somebody mm -hmm. and we say the person is going to present us. The party say no, they are there on our ticket. Mm -hmm. So they shouldn't approve the ministers. Mm -hmm. Okay, so why should why should I vote? Why should I believe if I vote for a DC mm -hmm. who is NDC or MPP? They will go and do what I want. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you get it? so the political thing, the argument for uh, voting for DCs by the way particularly the NDC is treating its MPs. Mm -hmm. Because there's no way I'm going to vote for a DC who will now turn around and tell me that Asirun Ketia is saying he should do something so he will do, he will do it and he will do what I want as a group. Yeah. Okay, so that, let's, let's put that aside. Mm. I tend to agree with you when you say the quality of people in parliament may be reducing because of the flawed nature of voting. Mm -hmm. But Sky, to disaggregate that, you need to look at the financing. So you see, voting is not a product of just the people's choice. 
sometimes money is a barrier to who can even get on the ticket. So it's not that the voters are not sensible, mm-hmm. but the, there's something called barriers to entry. The barriers to entry in politics is that if you need, if you look at CDD report, if you need a million CDs to get into a primary, Adenta Bo may want a good guy, but the but people, the people on the ticket for the Adenta pool are all people who have a million CDs who they don't even know where they got it from. Mm-hmm. And so they are forced to choose between the devil and the deep blue sea. Mm-hmm. Okay, so again, if you are trying to solve a problem, I feel the problem should be solved from a perspective of how do you reduce the influence of money in elections mm-hmm. without necessarily saying elections are inferior to selection mm-hmm. do you understand my point mm-hmm. so i am saying that having a general secretary of a party sit down and say based on a tripod nathan should be dc for anya mm-hmm. is undemocratic mm-hmm. even though nathan may be a quality person i prefer you to say let's make it easy for nathan to run for mp even if he doesn't have that much money let him get the visibility needed and then people will vote for him mm-hmm. but once you place a financial barrier to the selection process mm-hmm. we can never get a nathan to be dc because he doesn't have that money mm-hmm. and we cannot hope that the M- uh, the D- general secretary and his committee will choose nathan mm-hmm. so a more sustainable system is to reduce the politics the money in politics so elections are a better reflection of the people's um do, do you get my, yeah. my, my angle to okay the, the yeah i i i get the point that you make but you see in addressing the issue of money in politics would also have to look at the question of the source and accountability. Mm. Look, you can go to the Electoral Commission today and find out from them whether they have any idea how the people who contested in the recently held primary elections got the money that they used for the campaigns, mm-hmm. how they expended it, Charlie? whether the things they expended those money, because in other jurisdictions, you cannot collect money from Bernard and say you are going to use it to contest run a primary election and bernard you use that money to watch a movie at uh, silver bed that can be grounds for prosecution or a fine that will be made against you but in this country people have been raising money on social media people have been raising money on crowdfunding portals all kinds of people's have, uh, people have been sending money to candidates yet we do not know who those people are how they came to support those people why they supported mm-hmm. and how the funds have been used <laughs> of course i appreciate that the, the 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 position of the law as imposed by the representation of the people's act and then also the the constitutional provision on what political parties should do if you read it the, the, the provisions in tandem mm-hmm. it will seem as though the obligation is actually on the political parties to return their their audited accounts to the not the ec being the one poli- uh, chasing them for it of course, I mean, the EC is the, the and, authority. And, and what's the consequence for failure to do that? Uh-huh. So, you see, ideally, the EC should be withdrawing people's licenses, political mm. parties' licenses. But they are not doing that. Mm. They are not cracking the whip that, look, you, have a, you need a certain level of representation across the country. Mm. You need to bring your records in good time so that we can but look But the question at- is, that, is the EC even truly independent? Because the way the people are appointed, will the EC have the balls to say, look... I was appointed by the MPP or the NDC as a chairperson or a commissioner, and I'm going to tell them I'm going to withhold your license because you haven't submitted your returns. But the- so you see, when you have a flawed process, so you see, when you talk about institution building, I'm I'm not I'm saying that when you look at the whole thing in totality, mm-hmm. if you want somebody to be independent, the way he's appointed must be independent, so that he can actually have the peace of mind. So you must be financially. So for example, there's one principle in journalism that you must be financially independent of the people you cover. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. If you are not independent of the person appointing you, there are certain decisions you cannot take. 
So to build institutions, we must, which is why I go back to the issue of financing of our politics in general, which mm-hmm. you are elaborating on. Mm-hmm. There are certain hard decisions we have to take if our democracy will survive and be richer. Mm-hmm. Those decisions will not be pushed by the people who are currently running the system because it benefits them. Mm-hmm. So I feel these discussions around constitutional reform and financing in politics should be championed by civil society and media mm-hmm. to clean up the system. Okay. Otherwise, our democracy will be at the behest of the highest bidder. Yeah. And that is not going to inure to our benefit. So I like it when you quote the law and say this should be done. But a lot of people you are saying they should do what they should do. They can't do it. Because the process that even brought them to that place in the first place is not... They don't, they, they don't feel solidly independent enough. Mm-hmm. They don't feel fortified enough to do what you want them to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's... And again, it's always about individual. So I'll tell you that Afarijan's brilliance was because of the individual. Mm-hmm who he was and what he stood for his understanding and the context and the time so the Adfarijan template will, cannot be replicated so all the, the level of attack he got mm-hmm. and how he was able to parry those attacks mm-hmm. all his successes have been attacked seriously mm-hmm. by the opposition at the time and it's been a very difficult job trying to even organize a simple election mm-hmm. so for an easy now to kind of say I'm going to take I'm going to withdraw your, your lines I mean look at it when a minister said that radio licenses will not be withdrawn because people hadn't been in Gustani. It was, the whole thing became politics. Mm-hmm. So imagine, EC chairperson says, well, lawyer Sky says, I'm going to Im- implement the law. So, PNC, NDC, PPP, CPP, if you don't come and give me audited accounts for the past year, you won't run the 2024 election. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, they'll say, no. So, so I'm saying, I say, that what the law says is there. Mm. But, independence cannot be to, you, you cannot implement the law just in a vacuum. You have to come up with a process. There's, there even has to be some some level of um, sort of like transition period where you give all the parties a window to say, okay, we are all going to start on a clean slate. So from 2022, all of you have to return your... Do you get it? Mm. But if you just say, easy, do what you have to do because that's the law. It's, it won't work. But EC will not survive if they do that. <laughs> you see, you see uh, I, I appreciate the point you make. But you see, let me push back and say that, look, when they put you in charge, you take charge. That, that's, that's my approach to things. That if I'm asked to occupy a particular space, I'm occupying the space and doing the thing that I believe represents the true interest of the people and then also what the rules of the game allow. Hmm. You understand? So what does the law say? The sanctions should come with failing to respect the rules of the game. And if you are to produce audited accounts, and people have been, parties have been in arrears for years in some cases, mm-hmm. some just don't even care. They just emerge during electoral uh, processes and then say they want to contest presidential elections. And then when they are asked to do certain things, go around the country and ensure that people are endorsing your presidential candidate's mm-hmm. forms. Mm-hmm. They don't do it properly. Then we have one person filling in for two, three, four different political parties. And then when they are disqualified, then there is a court action. Yeah, you see, they should be fair and insist on what the rules say. And when they do it like that, people will not complain. Mm. But I want to press seriously on the point about beyond the political parties, I believe that individual candidates who are contesting in internal elections in political parties, they must also account. Okay. It shouldn't be that so so and so Bernard Avle wants to stand for uh, what do you call it, uh, Ketu North constituency. 
mobilizes resources we don't know how much he received we don't know from whom he received it and then we don't know how he used the money mm. because if you are collecting money and there's no way of forcing you to account yeah. that is how come people are paying thousand ghana cities and people are throwing money in the air because if you you have to explain how you use the money i want to use your submission to ask listeners a question before i take next time submission so on the basis of what Godfrey said about money's being paid for people to vote and what Sky is saying about the role of money in politics. Um, will voting for DC solve any problem or worsen the problem? Because this question keeps coming back. Mm-hmm. Will voting for M- MDCs on partisan basis, will it solve the problem or will it worsen the problem? I want you to think about that whilst, whilst we take a break. Because a lot of the discussions on this program inevitably end up with the level of district leadership local government and some people have presented voting for mdc's as the silver bullet all right that if we did that in fact i was at a program recently where a professor of uh, local governance from uh, ilgs did a whole presentation on why ghana is one of the few countries left that does not elect mmdc's on partisan basis he gave examples from all over the world mm-hmm. that they, they are doing it everywhere and a lot of journalists were there i saw that as a ground preparing the ground for a possible uh, sort of re- what they call it uh, reintroduction mm-hmm. of that dis- and i'm saying that if we look at what happened on saturday with ndc what will happen in mpp august and in november is it is voting is bringing partisanship into dc elections really going to improve our lot as a society let let think think about it think about the it beauty contest effect do the, do a cost benefit do a pro con analysis of voting for mmdc's on partisan basis and let me know what you think listeners i really want to hear from you i have some interesting comments on this i'll come back to i'll take nathan's big three from the election there's can you give me 30 seconds yes. i just want to make a point mm. about the fact that look elections are not about how popular you are on social media politics to a huge extent is on the ground agroniform mm. you have to go to the people you have to appeal to them Mm. they must see you as a part of them and that you represent their true aspirations Mm -hmm. or how to get the aspirations achieved all right so when you come and sit on social media every day you are haranguing people or you think that because you are popular on social media you can go into a constituency with money and win it doesn't happen like that Sometimes people. What, who are you talk, what is your problem? No, no, I'm making a general comment. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm, general. Not, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, you are doing something. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just making a general comment. And the fact that the media gives you coverage doesn't yeah, mean you right. win. Yeah, that's right. No, no. The no, fact no. that journalists want to interview you no, doesn't mean, mean you win. No, 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 the no. People no. on the ground they don't know exactly. you. Exactly. People are quiet. They are quiet working. Yes. Yes. The people must feel that look. Right. This person is a part of me. Point one. I'll take some comments on this. And meanwhile, listeners, I would like to take your big three. Let me read a few. Bernard, my take on NDC. Voting Mahama back in, in with such a resounding victory explains the strength of incumbency. Two, fighting the choice of the establishment requires the will of the people. NDC is not ready for before. Three, monetization of our, polit- of our elections has come to stay and it's even going to get worse with electronic transfers now available. Four, generally, Ghanaians wish for change but don't want it. We are still considering tainted politicians for office. Tainted, you mean? Mm-hmm. We are still receiving and paying money for political office. Party officials are still showing democratic tendencies. Are still not showing democratic tendencies. Ghanaian voters are not making 
decisions for the right reasons. Kofi will his text. Godfrey, because uh, EC would not do their work as you've said, that makes it the more needful for the political parties to pay for supervising the elections. This is Kofi in Tema. Good morning, Bernard. I disagree with Godfrey on his analogy of NDC voting for one term candidate. In 2016, an election one campaign message used strongly by MPP aside the democracy and doom so in the rural areas was aside the economy and doom so was NDC had done two terms already. When NDC countered that this is Mohammed's first term, the message from the opposition is that it's not the candidate but the party. NDC has served two terms already. I think if Mahama wins and governs well and takes good decisions, NDC may get a good second term, which I foresee Harun Idrisu, Black, Akojobosu all coming forward. We don't even know who the running mate will be. Yeah, that's a major issue too. And that that actually, I am my this is my prediction I'll give you. Okay. Whoever becomes Good a team. running mate for the Mahama mm -hmm. will become the leader of the party in subsequent elections. That is a that's a big take. If the person is below because he's not changing. If the person is below eighty years old, no, I don't want I don't want to preempt whatever you state because he's there's been no the old in NDC they've not repeated vice. Vice running mate candidates because if you think about it, uh, uh Rawlings changed Aka to Mills, mm -hmm, Mills changed uh, uh, Mumuni to, Mumuni Mumuni. to Ma Mahama. No, it was the other oh, way around, uh, Amidu to Mumuni. Mumuni, yeah, and then Mumuni to Mahama, uh -huh. and then Mahama was just running mate candidate for one election, yes. and then he became president. Mm -hmm. He had a misatha for. 20 for i went 22 2012 election so he is for two election cycles mm -hmm. no yeah no mm -hmm. yeah he repeated yes. him yes yes so mm -hmm. 2012 to 2016 mm -hmm. 2020 mm -hmm. so Mr. is the only guy who's been repeated yes then Ninjin came in once mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so if convention is to be followed you see he will maintain her if convention is to be followed, <laughs> if convention is to be followed, but that would, that, but, uh, that, that would put except you that on, it is that not. Would, no, no, yeah, yes, and I'm saying, okay. So I'm saying, convince, the, the reason is not easy to convince is because in the Misata case they won the first time. Mm -hmm. yes. So when uh, Mahama went to Misata in 2012, they won, mm -hmm. and it's, then and then they went to 2016 and lost. But mind you, he was a sitting vice president. That's my that's my point. But mm -hmm. they, uh, yes, but they but they still won. Yes, they won. Yes, they won in 2012, mm -hmm. and then they. Lost, lost in 2016. 2016 yes so the issue of repeating would have come up in 2020 mm -hmm. but he was not al alive yeah, available yeah good now professor jane has um is is they've lost the first one mm -hmm. and the precedent in the NDC is that usually when they lose they change yes because they change amidu mm -hmm. to kumbungu mm -hmm. and change. they change kumbungu to mahama yeah so the convention when they lose is they change yes and the convention is when they win is they re retain mm -hmm. but prof, prof is different because it's the first time she's a woman so that dynamic is not and, and the other difference is that Muhammad also has just one term mm -hmm. so if we want to use the, the the series we may be running into trouble because it's the first time that you have a a situation which is not normal uh, that's exactly the question i wanted okay, to so we'll take it. but i'm saying that whoever he chooses i don't know who you choose but based on convention, whoever he chooses to be vice presidential candidate, mm -hmm. if he becomes president and that person becomes the vice president, mm -hmm. in the way NDC works, that person will become the new leader of the party. That's how they do their things. It's debatable. We can think about it. We'll take a break and come back to see. Sky is saying that, Charlie. He doesn't My brothers make water. Charlie.
This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Amaro Shakur. <laughs> Can you believe this guy died age 27? Yeah. Sometimes you think about the talent. The curse of 27. I'm telling you. Tupac, Amy Winehouse, and a few others. Yeah. A few more comments on this selection issue. Uh, 054-998 Okay, Nathan, what are your quick thoughts? Uh, I'm sure you like A.B. Fusini <laughs> So for you Is leaving yeah. parliament to be a story for you, isn't it? Yes, but uh, him and uh, Kwabna Donko, Donko yeah. I feel their they are exits mm-hmm. You know, we say a lot of things But when I look at it, my gut feeling tells me That their exits are consequences of decisions they made As parliamentarians mm-hmm. And the first thing that comes to mind is is the last bit about approving ministers. Mm. I, I think he played his hand very early and said that there was no way he was going to go against... Did he actually say that? Well, I didn't hear that publicly. Well, but... The, whatever no, the, the impression was the that impression there was, was no way he was going to no vote against Bosom friend. You know, and, and I felt that... A I lot don't, of I don't the, think he actually said that. Okay, whatever it is, I feel that a lot of the people at the base mm-hmm. may have looked at that and said, you know what, we are not keeping this guy in parliament, mm-hmm. so we'll vote him out. And I think this, the same, th- even though, of course, ABF was saying, he said it on a public record. He said it on one show, I think, Alaji and Alaji. He was saying that, look, he didn't vote. He voted no, but he made statements to the effect that 
you know, he kind of understands why some of the MPs may do so because they have allegiances and there's money involved, blah, blah, blah. The reaction, I remember, and I caught that bit of, of the discussion, the reaction from a lot of the listeners that they said, you know what, this guy, he's going to get punished mm-hmm. in the primary. So I feel that some of the decisions at face value may look stunning, but if you kind of, if you drill down, you see that there are sentiments of the party faithful at the base who felt that mm-hmm. they wanted their MPs to do a particular thing and they mm-hmm. did not. So this was the chance to kick them out of the house. Mm-hmm. The second thing that struck me mm-hmm. was this money-throwing episode. And uh, this is a... Uh, yes, this was uh, Juliana... What's the name of the place? She has... A, 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 no, no. No, Seche No, no, no. no. Where is Kaka's place? No, no. Ejura. Ejura. You are confusing me. Ejura. Ejura is where the farms are. Yes. Ejura is where Kaka was killed. Ejura yes. is where the woman spread the money. Yes. Okay. Afram Plains, Setre, Afram Plains That's is where, where Dufour 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 went to. Kabna Dufour Jr., yes. 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 Okay. And I found that, it, not, not necessarily because of, well, on one hand, is the, the decision of an aspirant or a candidate an opposition party. to do this Charlie? in a crowded place, knowing that this action could start a chain reaction mm-hmm. people could get injured really what was the sense in it why why would you attempt such an act on a day like this especially when your party has been preaching that you know the 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 mpp government is wasting money they are reckless they are decent and then you go and do this at a function the other half that's what i was coming to the other half i'm waiting to see, i'm waiting to see what the party would do what the party itself would do would they rein her in and punish her what, what what would the party say because this is a test case for the party and the ndc the last thing you want is to have and is to have people like this kind of destroy the image you want to build to attract voters come 2024 mm. so I, I i'm waiting so, for what the party will say let me show you the map of ashanti region to just clarify this confusion so <clears throat> the district map of ashanti region you have a uh, no, somebody wants to take something that's not going to <laughs> Somebody wants to eat your tea. Uh, <laughs> our, our, our YouTube viewers, I have I have a pair of uh, meat pie next to me that girlfriend wants to eat whilst I'm doing it. He show. wants to appropriate. So, I, I put a security man property on belonging to another person. <laughs> so, so when you when you move from uh, Asante be, beyond Ejisu and adjacent to Kwabra, you have Setre. The Setre constituency is about five. Mm. So the Setre South. Mm-hmm. Which borders Ofinso and Afija Kwabra? That's Setre South. Mm-hmm. Then you have Setre Kumeu. Okay. This is another district. Then you have Setre East. Mm-hmm. Alright. Then you have Setre Afram Plains, which is a border to the Volta and the Eastern region. Mm-hmm. That's Setre Afram Plains. Okay. And then there's Setre Central. Mm-hmm. And then there's Ejura Setre Dumasi. Ejura mm-hmm. okay. Sechi, not Setre Sechi Dumasi. Okay. So where the money was shared was Ejura, Ejura. which is part of Ejura Sechedumasi. This okay. is on top of Mampong, okay. separated from Setra from Plains by Setra Central. Mm-hmm. I hope that makes sense for you. Okay. So, so it's, it's essentially the same general area yeah. in terms of their vegetation mm-hmm. and the agricultural potential. Yeah. You know, so yeah. So your point is that the NDC as an opposition party. Should take a very serious view they, they need of to, what she did because, because this, is, this is just one. It's an incident in your primary. What you don't want is a multiplication of this come December twenty twenty four, because it will not augur well for the party's image, and it will not augur well for what they want to achieve. So I expect the parties to to say something 
-hmm. very very strongly on that mm -hmm. my final takeaway has to do with honorable sam george hey. <laughs> <laughs> i Data. i was absolutely blown away by the the difference in votes and somebody will say ah but yeah he's a strong guy but in the last few weeks he's had to really get yeah, going he's he had to he was under siege or he created the siege mentality or probably created the siege mentality i do not know <laughs> no, no, i think he created the siege mentality yeah, he did, no, no, I I, he did. I, because I to create that thousand, us versus thousand, me versus him thousand and hundred and then six hundred it's a slap like a four hundred guy yes it's and let's not, not forget not four four years ago Sam, he Sam won by seven votes every trick in the book i'm telling you Scott. No, i i think i i think to be honest to be honest uh, you know we pick up quite a lot of things uh, on the mm -hmm. sides there were external hands interested in the outcomes <laughs> in about the... eight or seven constituencies and these were the guys leading the the charge against these new rights that um, are popular in some western countries mm -hmm. uh, and also some parts of africa and they are interested because they do think that the language and the radicalization of you know criticism of these new rights does not send a certain signal uh, which but you just you just made a point that elections are very local mm -hmm. so even though these external forces may have interest mm -hmm. and you use the social media analogy very nicely that mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's what happens in the constitution yes, that matters. So, yes, somebody abroad may not like Samuel George, uh -huh. but, but the, the impression is, created that Charlie Samuel George was in trouble. Be, and that, in fact, there was some story that they were hooting at him and things. You know, so, Charlie, the guy won crowd. So, so, last so, time he won, he lost by he won by seven. seven. The guy won by almost four hundred. Yeah, you see, so 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 that that interest, of course. I mean, if you if you if you go closer to the situation, people mm -hmm. will tell you that. The issue of these new rights found expression in how the campaigns were ex-prosecuted. Mm -hmm. People were alleging, oh, this person also benefited yeah. from Look. The, these new rights and, you know, all kinds of things were said. But I won't go into the details. The point I'm trying to make is that for two major, you know, religious blocks <laughs> to, have to, come out to have to come out and say, Look, these guys and women are our people. This is a country that believes in this or that. Go out and support them. I, mean, I think you should not underestimate that level well, of, you know, frankly, because say, it's never say, really happened. The last one lost Bando because of that. Maybe you need to, Fred, you need to call uh, Aklama to give us some insight into Bando. Mm -hmm. Nevota lost because yeah. the last one was one of the, the eight. Uh -huh. And then, so but he no, no, lost had long been predicted. Had it that that, we, that she we, was on her way down, so so we shouldn't but, link it to but, the but, but, but for me, me, I say that had long, yeah. whatever it is, even in the yeah. newsroom, yeah. like since mid last people year, people said Pando was people not had said she was going to lose, okay. But for me, to win an election by seven votes and in four years win by 400 plus, yeah, tells you that, yeah, you he did his work. I wanted to come to you on a question that so Godfrey is suggesting yes. that mm -hmm. Samuel George had the whole thing figured out and he was using all the tricks in the book to create a seed mentality now you know someone judge very well personally yeah, yeah, yeah. because of your brother's uh, uh, mate attack and things yeah, yeah. Would, do you agree with girlfriend that this guy's who i'm going to lose is not look, working look sander calls him and says charlie charlie is not easy but i'm struggling we are completely <laughs> all these things be, be that, it's all part of the psyche that be, the guy be, was just be, trying to be that as it may <laughs> political okay. elections i say political mm. elections are akin to war yeah 
and in warfare is all fair. You employ every single trick in the book. No, it's true. No war. To win. You know that war there's now. War crimes. <laughs> there's war. Whatever it is. All I'm saying is that in an election, you have to be smart and savvy. Yeah. And I look at the fact that to turn a seven. Yeah. vote margin yeah. to a margin of 400 plus or just about 400 just show somebody who's grown in the game yeah. understands what he needs to do mm. and fortunately finds himself where look even if what Richard is saying is true that there was a rallying call around these rights and whatever it is even though it is not a political matter and it is about <clears throat> morality, ethics, religion, whatever. It's a party matter. The gentleman has managed to find a way yeah. Yeah. to wield it to his supreme advantage. Oh, no, Sander Sanda summarized it very well. That's fantastic. Sander yeah. summarized it very well. You know the panel we had on TV? Mm. Yes. And I think Sander knows <coughs> Ningo Prampam yes, more than you. Well. Yes, yes. Sander's point is that Samuel George has trans... Uh, I want a word. He has transitioned. Oh, no, that's not a good word. He's evolved yeah. from a Ningo Pram Pram to a national now, figure. Very good. And he gave three points. The way he defeated Iti Mensa is still on the minds of many Ghanaians because Iti Mensa, for those who know politics in it's the 90s, establishment. good. So that was number one. The fact that he was from Ningo beating Iti from Pram Pram because that rivalry had been there. So for he to be a small boy of Iti to beat him, raise him into a certain quasi-national figure. Yeah, then was. I also was to gone mm -hmm. and what happened to him mm -hmm. and the fact that the whole hearing was centered around, around what happened him, to him yes. and that video mm. was number two mm. so now he's almost like pre-star quality guy then the lgbtq thing larry maduro's takedown the strong leadership he provided for that group of mps he is now well and truly at A the national level yeah, so the whoever is going to go against him and it's almost like Wuntaka. so there are these guys who have built relationships across party lines mm -hmm. because of their national prominence they have institutional support from different areas mm -hmm. which they can bring to bear on an election that will make them eventually become like another et mensa mm -hmm. and it will take policy and another some judge many years to defeat to them do, and, 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 so and, you can say that about doa jaho when he was in parliament you can say that about, about members in parliament. there are some mps that are almost impossible to beat because beyond their local connection they are so important at the national level even chairman sir because chairman sir yeah. if you go to the local ground and say charlie <laughs> They say Che is unpopular, but for some reason, either the guy will be asked to step down or Che will win. Katie Hammond. Katie Hammond in the last primaries. They say some guy be a scam, Charlie. <laughs> and that Katie was trying to this. Oh, so you have to go there and they say, Charlie, this is your man is what he's going to lose. He won easy. I told you he wasn't. So there are MPs, and I think that goes back to your point about uh, institutional members. Sky, I feel like the parliamentarians who stay there for long also need to give a better account of themselves because true. we cannot translate longevity to quality mm -hmm. that's, that's true. true because i'll give you an example one of the best mps and uh, ndc in my view in 19 in 2016 was george Lowe, mm -hmm. right <laughs> not just because of his his <laughs> interviews he was on the subsidiary subsidiary legislative committee and he was actually traveling on behalf of the committee as a first-time mp doing very important legislative work because his advocacy skills in media and communication plus oh. the fact that he was in a good law firm mm -hmm. gave him that he's a bit like Roxanne Nelson that firm yeah. very very good lawyer he lost in his first name yeah okay so my point is that if you can find if you can find a George Law for one term as a first timer mm -hmm. to do the kind of work he did in parliament then we don't need to say that having a uh, Lekpali Montevia Oh. For 
for six years also. Oh, I'm using that what he said. No, no, no. I'm using it. No, no, no. I'm no, no. I am saying that. said what he said. Let me explain it. You don't have to. When I was in Legon, when I was in Legon, no, no, Aloski, you don't. have to tell you how said that MP for six months ago is party material. Nanate Yaku goes to parliament as a national service person. The parliament is still there. Nanate Yaku goes to do law, comes back and goes to parliament to work. The parliament is still there. So I'm using that as an example of saying longevity doesn't necessarily. So I, okay, I can say Bagman. Yes, I can yes. say Papa Osu yes, Ankoma. I can say. So my point is that. Good if I look at what I'm George, you know, if yeah. I look at what George Lowe <laughs> brought as a, a limited example of fresh MPs. <laughs> Then your argument about losing experience is overstretched because you can have good quality first-time MPs. Okay, so Bernard, you see, that's that's why I always say that the, the, the position is nuanced because mm-hmm. if I ask you to give me <laughs> just the names of yeah. say ten yes. first-timers who are solid and are the fourth, because I don't work in parliament. No, oh, but no. if I asked you yeah. when you were in parliament, you could have. Uh-huh, you see, the reason. Have you marking? The first time he came to parliament, that's another example. Mm-hmm. This is 2012. Mm-hmm. He was a first time MP. Mm-hmm. Go to the hazard and check what he did as a first time MP. He was always on his feet. So, my point is that if the parties can find solid people to contest the, the primaries, the, the, okay, longevity should not translate. I understand. If you take James Averji, mm-hmm. the quality of the work the guy has done is purely on the basis of his experience. Mm-hmm. You can say that for Ajima Menu when he was an MP. He's still an MP, isn't it? As in when he was not in a minister, mm-hmm. Albert Kandapa. Mm-hmm. When you go to the committee on uh, public accounts, some of those guys, they they are chartered accountants, spend a long so chartered accountant who has a lot of work. Then he comes into parliament and he has like four stable years, so he knows as in four stable terms, mm-hmm. he knows what to do to mm-hmm. get things working. Mm-hmm. I understand that Akoto say and cool, but to start mourning that 40% MPP have lost, NDC will lose 10-15% yeah. and therefore, some of the new guys are bright. Look, if it wasn't for, I'll give an example, MPP had a lot of good guys who entered parliament. It's just I don't have an opportunity. Go to, uh, uh, what's the name Which of this opportunity? girl? opportunity? I'm, I'm, I'm we are talking. So, for example, <laughs> Yeah, and then, he and then, must uh, apply himself. No, I'm coming. The you, people you are, are talking they are about, not given, they are outliers. The people, even, the likes even, of even, Sky, Sky, what do you call even Susu, the Susu is a new MP. Yeah, hold on. You see, even you Susu are just mentioning a few names. And I'm saying that these people you are talking about, they are outliers. When you're marking uh, Susu, uh, Okujetua Blackwa, Suhini Al-Hassan, Sam George. These are outliers. But the majority of the new entrants into the house... Mm-hmm. They are either just bank backbenching and are comfortable. Or doing they are it. learning the work. No, maybe they are learning. But what? Afanyo uh, Marking was he not learning the work and applying himself at the same time? Fair, fair, fair to a black one. Was he so not applying himself when, so and learning say, at the same time? Okay, so when you say the new MPs, Parliament will suffer. Mm. Maybe you need to explain how Parliament suffers. So if there's a committee of finance. Mm-hmm. Is it not the skill sets of the people on the committee that determines whether they can do their work? Not whether they so let me go. So if I'm a, if I'm a chartered accountant, mm. or I'm an economist, and I'm an MP, and on the finance committee, mm. I used to work at KPMG, yeah. and I do audit, and I'm a public accounts committee. Yeah. I may be a first time MP. Yeah. You can have, a, you have, have you can have a three term MP, yeah. whose qualification he doesn't even understand the balance sheet. <laughs> yeah, that's do you understand me? So if that guy is there for three terms, mm-hmm. and a fresh chartered accountant comes in. With his experience from KPMG, who will be better for Parliament? You see, in the committee work. Uh-huh. So, so <laughs> you see, the last time I gave you the five specific reasons why Parliament is essential, what Parliament does essentially, 
now to summarize what i'm saying is that if you don't have people who are willing to apply themselves not only at the committee level but are playing the role of holding the feet of government to the fire of accountability you understand if you don't have people like that and at the same time doing the work in their constituencies because okuja to ablakwa's representation by reason of what he's doing accountability and all of that he's doing in parliament the constituency is not suffering as a result he's backing the constituency he's building hospitals yeah, he's yeah. giving the, you know creating jobs or allowing institutions working there to swallow people into their their, their employment situations so that is happening Alex Apenio Marking is doing the same thing in his constituency. Mm -hmm. When you go there, people will tell you, ask for this man, whoever you bring to come and call, ch challenge him, it will not happen. The point I'm making is that if you don't have people like that who are able to hold all three, you know, legs of the tripod together, you have a problem. But mm. what we have is people think that, oh, you can go and unseat a big name and then you go there and you are a backbencher. You can't even address specific issues on the floor, let alone speak to the media. Okay. And then you cannot even perform in the concert. We'll take a break. I think I agree with you because you, you I think your, your bias is because you've worked as a parliamentary correspondent for almost 20 years. You are sympathetic to the work of parliament from an internal perspective. Yes, from those of us who sit on the outside, we probably don't see it. But I'll give you that. We'll take a break. Stay with us. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. still the city breakfast show a few quick things before we head out are you thinking about getting that project started how about your rent and fees and all i talk to first atlantic bank they've got the first atlantic bank payroll loan you can apply for a loan of up to 150,000 cities for all your pressing needs and you have to be a government worker your salary needs to be paid by the controller and accountant general's department dial star 442 star 30 hash or visit the visit any first atlantic bank branch near you first atlantic bank refreshingly different old mutual is 10 years and they are celebrating a decade of greatness call them on 0501 or visit their website oldmutual.com.gh for more info old mutual do great things 
every day and uh, can you think are you the, between the ages of 18 and 24 do you have what it takes to win 20,000 CDs if you answered yes to all the above mentioned questions then join the voice factory season 5 auditions now to register send your name contact age location with a short voice note singing your favorite song to the whatsapp number 0558-973-973 or call 0205-973-973 for more info voice factory season 5 is powered by city tv and is supported by city fm Sang of the joy and pain He opened up our minds And I still can hear him say All right, and, and I'm sure if I push Nathan on his um, top 10, okay, what, what genre of song is this, by the way? What kind of, and play is not pop, so it's not, I don't this know. Is, this is Motown. This is Motown, Commodores. So I'm, I'm trying to, so was this, um, was this part of the funk thing you were saying? No, 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 this, this predated funk. So what is it? This is the 70s? Uh, this late 70s. Yeah, so if, 70s, I, if I put 80s, you on your this top 10 type. 70s type of songs, this will be inside. Night Shift. I know you like this song. I do. Like I like song. Night you Shift. Like song, I yeah. like um, Easy Like Sunday Morning. Yeah, it's a good song. I like Ceylon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All, all the, the other songs. Sky so wanted to close. Yeah, that's uh, right. Bernard, I think we have not celebrated them enough. The Ghana's police service. Mm-hmm. They did a yeoman's job on Saturday. Mm-hmm. They were able to hold it together. And the NDC itself as a party recognize that they, they, they played a pivotal oh, yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. So I want to thank uh, the IGP uh, Dampare uh, and, and his team, the operations chiefs and all the people around the country who played their part to make sure this thing was went, went smoothly. Yeah, uh, we thank them for what they did. They continue to do it like that. <laughs> 